rescued from the Death Star. That thing's operational. Dr. Banner. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Hello and welcome to episode 91 of the Usual Podcast. The podcast where we discuss Star Wars The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your host, Marshall. And with me, as always, is my co-host, Will. What up, bro? Uh, not much. I'm a little stuffed up tonight, and I yeah, don't know why. You're getting all weird on me. Actually, you know, maybe we cracked the window. Right? The window's open, bro. Wow. All right. <laughs> I hope it's I'm not stuffy getting... as hell in my house. I'll yeah, tell I hope I, hopefully I'm not getting sick. And if you do, oh my God, if I get sick, it's over. Anyway. Yeah, like I've never gotten sick from your daughters. Touche. Um, <laughs> and we're just sitting here enjoying our usual frosty beverages. Uh, what do you got? I'm forced you to drink some. Yeah, no, I, I actually am drinking a little bit different. I'm drinking a Sierra Nevada uh, Torpedo Extra IPA. That's my household usual. Yes, that is your household usual. I've been buying in the can because it's like easier. Yeah. I'm sure it's a little cheaper too. Buy $1. Nice. I mean, where you can save a dollar, right? Oh, I just totally noticed I was holding that off of camera oh well there you go sierra nevada they're not seeing it torpedo anyway i am drinking um the same brewing company as last week and so when i was in piaggi last friday that's my friday pizza movie night spot and i will have to say it's the best pizza on the west coast that i've had by far um one of my buddies uh steven owns it and uh one of the bartenders who's actually a fan of the show um was supposed to meet us for rogue one right and and couldn't uh dan the tall guy um shout out to dan if he's listening um he walked up to me and said Steven told me that this was one of the best IPAs he's had in a long time. Um, it's from Fire- Firestone Walker, like we talked about last week. It's called Leo versus Ursus. And you said it means bear versus bear. Uh, yeah, lion versus bear. Yeah. Um, they talked me into it, and it. I have, I agree. It is one of the better IPAs I've had in a long time. Really? And you, you have had quite a few different I've, IPAs. I've had a lot of IPAs. But it's it's phenomenal, man. It's 8.2. It's 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 nice. I like it. I wish I had more than just the one. It's uh, tasty. And it, it is what it is. Uh, anything else before we get going? Uh, no, I think cool. that's it. For so, yeah, great. So before um, I wasn't going to let you actually answer. Did you notice? Okay. So before we get started, if you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Really? So what are you talking Email about? Us, you weren't going to let me do I anything. Knew you were say that. <laughs> Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And we're on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. Um, I am at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will is at I'm Will Griggs. We're on iTunes, Stitch Radio, and Google Play, so retweet us, like us, and give us some stars and stuff. We haven't got none of those in a long time, which would be great if we did. Um, but when we're on the social medias, like us, we're trying to get better about it. Facebook page and stuff, we're trying to get better about it. So well, like we us keep on saying that, but well, I'm going to keep saying it, and maybe because I think I think Jesse said it on Fascinating Casual this week. She says if I say it because they're on, they have their new website. Yeah, and she says if I say it out loud on the podcast, then I'm forced to like. That's uh, a good actually point. make it happen. You know, spring break's coming up, and I think I'm going to devote a day or two to that to set up a either through Hootsuite or Buffer to yeah. make our uh, make it much more reliable. And now that he said it, um, now you can hold me to internet, it. hold him to it. Um, so yeah, uh, we have the timestamps in the show notes. If you're not a Swotor fan, we don't have a lot this week, but we have a few things. And uh, and if you're not watching live, you can jump around, of course. Um, but thank you to the chat room, for the folks who are there before we get uh, into the main show here. And I am not going to keep an eye on chat, but Will is. Yes, I will. Well, he says that, but. Hey, I have always. Yeah, you're doing all right. Uh, so, dude. Oh, we'll just, we'll play this Walter Buffer because I have, I'm chomping at the bit to say a couple things. So let's, let's do it. Let's do it. I wasn't ready. You want to fight? I'm ready. 
you do not have to stand against me. Instead, I will share all of this with you, if you will only kneel. See, and I just noticed in chat that they said the trailer time thing? Yeah. That was like five minutes ago. Yes, it was. That's why I told you. <laughs> Here we are. Star Wars Yoda Public. Uh, what I want to do first is talk about the community, because I love our people in the community, and yes. we have some community members in the chat room, so I want to give that them we some do. love. Um, I will have the, their links to their latest shows. Um, I have listened to all of the shows I'm going to say, except I have about just the interview to finish on CRR. Um, I was listening to it all the way on the golf course to and from the golf course today, catching up on all these shows. So uh, Passionate Casual had their latest episode. Jesse's back, um, which is awesome. Yep. Uh, Swotor Escape Podcast. Their show's always good. They always put in um, some sort of helpful, was it Conquest? Now I'm trying to think of what it was. Mm, what was it? I just listened to it today. It's been a long day. Okay. Well, I'm not going to have dead air on my live broadcast right now. Um, and Carillion, <laughs> well, you say that. I know, right? In Carillion Run Radio, it was all guys this week. It was Mox and uh, JT, and they had Kid Lee on there. Oh, very um, cool. If you don't know, Kid Lee is one of our uh, Twitch uh, uh, auto host streamer auto host streamers. Yeah. He's, so thank you to Kid Lee. He's the man. Um, I haven't listened to the interview part of that yet. That was right when you picked me up, essentially. Cool. Uh, and Bad Feeling Podcast is always entertaining. Um, I just want to give all those guys a shout out. Those are the ones I listened to this week. Um, those guys have me cracking up. I was funny because I was transporting the kids, right? And it's on the way back and everybody's quiet because they listen to their music and stuff. But every once in a while, I'll just bust out laughing because because they're explicit. Every once in a while, one of them will just say something ridiculously off the wall, right. some kind of you know innuendo or whatever. But I, I can't say it on our show. But it In was, your end, though. Was, okay. See, that's what I'm talking about. You're <laughs> going to have to cut it. Actually, JT was wondering if uh, listening to CRR helped your golf game. Well, I don't listen to it while I'm swinging the club, but in on the course I played today, as terrible as I played, I got through a lot of podcasts. Yeah, so what did you shoot on the front nine? Uh, 44. What did you shoot on the back nine? We're going to say the back was a disaster. <laughs> I'm not uh, telling uh, you my score. Don't you dare say it. Uh, I know his score. Mm. Uh, can I get a show of hands? Would you like to know his score? Well, they're going to, of course, want to know. I shot 102. <laughs> Total. But here's the problem. So 58 on the back nine. Well, now that you said it, now I'm, yeah. No, I'm just making clear because I don't want them to think that you shot 102 on the back nine. <laughs> Total 102. There we go. 44 on the front. I shot 91 the last two weeks, though. It was that's a tough a, that's course. Impressive. There was a lot of out of bounds on this course. And my average, though, is like whenever you and I went golfing, it was yeah. like one ten was like my average. I yeah. would think, right? Yeah, no, I'm I'm improving, but I'm, I have shot in the eighties once, yeah. but that was in L.A. and it wasn't with you. Yeah, I was working on my swing today a little bit, so I let that go at some point and decided to actually score well. So anyway, cool. Uh, what'd you do in game this week, dude? Since we're not talking about golf, we're talking about soccer. Um, I spent a little bit more time, and I'm still working on getting my bounty hunter through coffee, mm. and uh, I just finished. Uh, episode 15 last night, so um, I just have one more episode to do, and then I've got uh, the HK51 bonus chapter, and yeah. I'm done with coffee with my bounty hunter. Oh, one of the things I forgot to say in the in the shout-out section was, thanks, Passion Casual, we got a mention on there, which is great. Jesse actually listened to, I think she was talking about listening to episode 89, um, and then on CRR, they talked about WOG, which we'll talk about here in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, no, that, and that's pretty much all I did. Um cool. You know, I went through and I cleaned, and I did some maintenance going through all my tunes and stuff. Um, but yeah, that was pretty much it. it. JT, let me just tell you, I would be 
I would have many, many, many beverages if it wasn't a school event. Yeah, Trust he's me. the coach of the high school team. So I, I'm not only transferring the kids there, but I have to like, you know, I get to play golf, but I have to be sober, which, you know, it's hit or miss. Sometimes I play better when I'm not. Or sometimes I, by the back nine, I'm done. Well, I think the more important part of it is that you actually drive them to and from. So, Oh, I was focusing on the other part. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, so this week, what did I do in the game? I did some wog, some wogging. Uh, we did not have a lot of signups. And so we, what we ended up doing is splitting into a couple groups and doing some uprisings. Oh, that's um, cool. So at least you're getting some new content in there. Yeah, and I haven't, I hadn't done it. And it was actually funny because one of the last things to listen to on CR was JT talking about that. And he was saying what happened was it was me, JT... Uh, Caleron and Skeen showed up, which was awesome. Um, so the four of us were running through and we just randomly, I think, jumped into an uprising. And of course, JT's like, Oh God, really? And then I guess it's one of the hardest ones it has to do with rat ghouls or something. I don't know. Right. We, it was a, it was a trip and he was healing on his Merc and he was like trying, training, trying to heal. Uh, it was super funny. He's trying to learn how to heal on his Merc and, right. um, and I died a lot and we died a lot, but it was fun. I, cool. I love playing with this. And things. that's what the most important thing is that yeah, it's okay. fun. I don't care. And, uh, you know, just a quick shout out to Skeen. You know, we, we haven't actually talked with him for a while and, uh, but he's one of our longest running supporters. He was one of our, if not our first patron, one mm-hmm. of our first patrons. Um, and he's actually started up his, his own podcast called The Geeking Hour. Right. You can find that on Podbean. I believe they have at least three or four episodes up. I think it's four. We mentioned them a while back, but yeah, yeah. they're up to four now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just make sure you, uh, you check that out and, um, you know, he's from Indiana and he keeps sending us a beer from the Sun King Brewery. Oh my God. Did, did I? I did. We got saw a, that. Yeah. We got a tweet from him this week oh, and well, it turns out he knows, he knows like one of the marketing directors or whatever for Sun King Brewery. Well, he runs, he opens restaurants and right. I think that was the, the link there. Yeah. So, um, he told them about us and how we always mention them on the podcast. So, you know, shout out for Sun King. And, uh, so the marketing person is going to start, start listening to us. I love it. I love it. Yes. Thank um, you. So what else did I do? I did. Okay. Can I tell you something stupid I did? Since uh, we don't have a lot of news. Well, that's pretty much what you do every day. So what I did was I decided I wanted, this was over the weekend. I had some downtime. I was just like, okay, I want to start leveling some of my 65s and 70, right? Right. So I logged into my, um, it was my Sage. Yeah. No. It was my, it was my, uh, shadow. I have a shadow right, on, okay. um, on the pub side or whatever. So, and it was DPS and I'm like, okay, I want to level her to 70. So I get my leveling gear or whatever. And I'm like, oh, that's right. They have the armorings that you can take out now. Yeah. But I'm a moron because once you take the, the armorings out, you don't get the bonus for the XP. Nope. And I actually overwrote one of them with, oh. with the armorings I was trying to put in because I thought it was really smart. So I'm still talking. I think I had a mix up with uh, um, customer service. And for some reason, they're like, yeah, we'll send it to you. Just send us the information. I send the information and I haven't heard from it in days. So <laughs> I'm going to get on that. But so anyway, I don't have my full set thing, but I got her to 70 and I'm going to work on my other ones too. So that's pretty much all I've been doing. Cool. Um, let's get to some news, man. So there was some issues over the weekend as far as servers being full and weird things happening, which I thought was actually kind of funny. Uh so when people see, oh my god! So there was something on the West Coast servers. They brought. Yeah, them- I saw that all the West Coast servers were brought down for a couple hours. Yeah, they brought them down. Um, they came back up. Um, a little bit while a little while later. Um, uh, they didn't have an ETA at the time, but yeah, it was giving people errors like you know the servers full and you know typical stuff like that. So so that happened. 
And I was going to log in. I was like, well, that's happening. So I'll do something else. And then I came back and it was going. So it didn't matter. The main thing, there was a landing party uprising problem. And a lot of the other shows have been talking about this too. So I've never, I don't know what the landing party one is. I think it's on Ricotta or, or Prime or something. Um, but I've never done it. I've only done two. Uh, but the issue is like, I guess the last boss just doesn't show up. <laughs> so, uh, like, it's a little bit of a problem. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an issue. So. That's going to be fixed, I guess, in, in, in 5.2, I think. Okay. Um, but 5.2, which I have some news on that in a minute. Yeah, it says 5.2. Uh, but that's, you know, I'll just say the date in a minute, but it's at least a couple weeks, you know? So you're going to, they're just leaving a broken uprising. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't know. And, I know you don't care. Well, no, I'm saying the, the only thing I can think of is if, uh, something that's in their coding right now is just automatically going to fix it. And it would just be too much of an effort to like pull that coding out to patch it. I guess. Yeah, I don't know, man. Um, I, I like to think of coding as flicking switches. <laughs> so not coding. <laughs> oh, I took a programming class when I was in Seattle with you. Remember? Yeah. Oh, it's, there's no switches. No switches. It's chaos. I hate it. All right, that my brain just doesn't work that way. But anyway, all right. So this is so one other thing I want to talk about before the news that came out just today. People get all worked up. They think for some reason they're like protecting the botters and spammers. And I have a follow up to this. Like, like the, excuse me, developers. Um, the community thinks developers are protecting botters. Well, that's and spammers? the name of the thing. It says, Eric, if you don't mind giving me clarification, how I'd like to know how the official policy, uh, is at the moment. Um, they start talking about TOS stuff. Um, they talk about asking about exploits and stuff like that. So, right. He kind of comes back and he says, uh, it's a good question. Uh, it gets complex. Ultimately, the answer is a bit of it depends. I would say err on the side of being overly judicious and let the terms of service team work it out. So really what it comes down to, and this is the thing I'm going to bring up today, is you have to you have to seriously keep, always report this stuff. If you think yeah, somebody's every time doing I, it, Every time it. I encounter a bot or a spammer, I always report. Indeed. I never uh, report as abusive. I just report as spam. Yeah, but th- it, there's a difference between spammers and people that they think are cheating, like in PvP, and that's what yeah, people that's get what really I upset. that's what I report for abuse. Yeah. All right, so let's move to the next thing. So this is the the main thing here is the release date for 5.2 drop today. Okay. Are you excited? I am. When do you think it is? Uh, I'm gonna say two weeks. <laughs> I didn't necessarily bury the lead, did I? <laughs> it's actually more like three weeks, but it's fine. Uh, April 11th. How many weeks is that? Spring break. Spring break week. Awesome. I'm gone that week. Two and a half weeks. Moving on. All right. So two and a half weeks from now, 5.2 is, is dropping on Tuesday, April 11th. Um, as they get closer to the date, they want to talk more about some of the things that they can expect with the update. So starting on Monday, and this is Eric posting today while I was on the golf course, here are some of the 5.2 topics they'll begin to talk about. So new galaxy map. Oh, really? And I was I'm, basically, this is going to be our discussion topic because I want to know what, I don't know what any of this means. So new galaxy map. PvP on IOCath, the daily area which they talked about, um, what's different and what's the same, access to IOCath, who, when, and how, and choosing a faction on IOCath, because remember they have that whole faction thing going on. Right. And they're also planning to do our 5.2 stream in the next couple of weeks. On that stream, they'll not only talk about 5.2, but um, show some of it as well. Now. Now. I don't understand what, what are they going to do with the galaxy map, you think? I'm just, let's, I was, I want to quickly speculate because we're pretty much done with Swotor. Um, I mean, it's funny. Now, with all the other improvements they made to like all the other stuff, the galaxy map is kind of 
antiquated. Plus, the more planets that they add and stuff, it's just getting more crowded. You know what I mean? I, I agree. So, uh, yeah, I really don't know what they would change it to. Yeah. But, um, well, like, do you think it's gonna, the one thing that bugged me about the galaxy map, well, one, I never use it anymore because of quick travel. Right. Um, but whenever I use it on a lobby tune or something like that, like, I can't remember sometimes where the planets are. Oh yeah, which section? What section in? of the galaxy it is? Yeah. So it's like okay, then I click on the section I think it is, and it's not. And I gotta scroll, come back out, and then well, I. That's so why you know if you, if you just have a little patience and you hover over it, I it don't. lists everything on there. Bro, are you serious right there? The patience <laughs> thing. <laughs> come on, I'm a busy man. Okay. Anyway, so we're gonna do. Okay, a you know, if map. I wasn't all stuffed up, I'd start whistling patience and. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think the PvP on Islecath is interesting. Yeah. So I think maybe they might alter a little bit because of the faction issue. Uh-huh. And maybe they're going to encourage some PvP, open world PvP, maybe? I don't know. So you're thinking this might be Elm 2.0? Well, maybe. But it could also be like a modified um, Western Shelf, Northern Shelf. I don't know. Whatever it is for the Gree. Um, right. Where they have like an area where it's like you have to do PvP stuff objectives. Right, maybe? yeah. I don't know. Okay, that that I can understand. Yeah, we'll see. And I think it's the southern section. Yeah, someone's gonna correct us. Yeah, it's sure, hard to say. I'm pretty sure it's northern, but I'm gonna say it's northern. Anyway, daily area. Uh, what's new? What's the same? Um, are you in any way, shape, or form looking forward to a new daily area? Oh, of course. I like dailies. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, plus, it's dailies are pretty much an achievement horse dream. Yeah, indeed. I mean, um, I'm still working on achievements from Black Hole. And that was one of the things actually Bad Feeling talked about this week, since all this is kind of fresh in my mind. Um, they were talking about things to do solo because uh, all these new games came out in the last couple of weeks. We have the Switch came out with their new Zelda yeah. game and Mass Effect Andromeda. So they're like, well, when all your friends go to play other games for a little while, before they come back to Swotor, what are you going to do by yourself? And one of the things they said was achievement stuff. Which is yeah, which, which I thought you'd appreciate. Well, that's pretty much what I do, anyways. Yeah, I and uh, I mean, when I when I am able to get online, um, like I'm, I'm but I'm happy they they finally made uh the uh the heroic four from Section X so uh, soloable. Oh yeah, that's that's a welcome change. All right, so there is going to be maintenance on this Tuesday, and the last thing, um, we are going to talk about credit sellers and account security. So. Um, I'm going to read part of this post. I'm not going to read the whole thing. So Eric said, and this was just uh, earlier today, working to substantially reduce credit selling spam is a constant battle. We all know it's impossible to eliminate all of it, but making it difficult or expensive to these spammers is an ongoing effort. Uh, most of our players never truly realize. Um, so they did a bunch of stuff and I'm, I'm summarizing here. They did a bunch of stuff behind the scenes in game update one, 5.1.3. Um, after the chat restrictions they tried to do in the last update failed to slow them down and they saw a dramatic drop, which is super cool. Um, and so now, uh, but they're seeing now an actual player accounts are being compromised. Um, so that means they're basically reminding us to make sure our passwords are, you know, use your security keys, make sure your right. passwords are not the same as all your other passwords, stuff like that. So they're working on it, but make sure we're doing our, no, just our basic part as well. password. You indeed, know. indeed, indeed. Um, and there. definitely report it. Keep reporting it, even though you'd think things aren't happening. They are happening. Things are happening, dude. Things are happening. Yeah. So here we are. Anything else, Swotor-wise? Anything else I'm forgetting? No, that's pretty much it for this week. We do have something to talk about our Swotor superhero contest, though. Oh, I was trying to gloss. <sighs> no, to we gloss. can't. We can't gloss it we, because you know we do yeah. we do good stuff, but we also do have uh, mix-ups. 
Um, last mix week, mix up. Two of us read an email, and we neither one of and us saw neither it. of us figured okay. this out. Last week, we announced our winners for the contest, and we picked number one to be Jesse Stardust. And uh, it turns out that the one that we actually really liked from the picture was not actually a character done by Jesse Stardust. It was actually done by Grog. But why did we think that both of them being in the screen was... Did we think it was a companion or something? What were we I don't know. I mean, like, I honestly don't know what my mindset was on. I don't on. know either. Um, so just a quick shout out to Grog. Uh, he's the one that did the... Wait, the it's Grog. Uh, Is it it's Grog? a Grog. Oh, Grog. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm stuffed up, so it's coming I, I out you. weird. Yeah, you're good. Um, but he's the one who did the Iron, uh, the Iron, Iron Man one, the Iron Man bounty hunter. Who he actually made that for the uh, for the Musco event. Right. So it's Iron Musco. So what uh, Jesse and Grog decided to do? They're splitting the, the grand prize. Right. Uh, Jesse's getting the socks, and Grog's getting everything else. Uh, I did one that one better. I sent out. Oh, really? I sent out all of the prizes. Okay. Cool. Uh, yesterday to um, last night, in fact, uh, to all the winners. And what I did was I sent both Jesse and Grog both uh, the sub time and the coins. Cool. And then what I did, because, I mean, it's our bad. And then um, I'm working with Jesse to get the socks to her, but I also got um, Grog's address, so I will send him um, the Smuggler's Bounty as soon as my post office is open. Awesome. <laughs> Our post. I, I don't understand my post office. Seriously, <laughs> we're in a tiny town. <laughs> it's just, it's madness. Anyway. Uh, so I, all of that's, if you didn't get your prizes for some reason, please let us know. Um, but I think I squared us up on all that stuff. I just got to ship the other stuff and I think we're good. Um, and again, we want to throw out to our SWOTOR peeps before we lose you. If you're not going to stick around for the rest of the show, um, please, if you have any other ideas that are SWOTOR specific contests, uh, let us know. We're trying to get something where we can get Musco involved a little bit and, and remind him that, um, I send him emails because he doesn't write me back. He never does. No, it's okay. I don't. I don't think Musco knows who we are. Until, I've until it, met him like eight times. No, we've both met him a ton of times, and it, you know he's like we interviewed him. We, we interviewed him. Yeah. Okay. Whenever we see him at Comic Con or any you know any events, he. I mean, he knows he knows us. Yeah, he's busy. But I think he knows us as Fat Man and Black Boy. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have a show title. All right, let's. God, that would be the worst show title. I don't think we Dude, would- that's our new that's our new spinoff. <laughs> God, I think we would lose people in that one. Anyway, man, uh, let's get to our Star Wars section, dude. We got some we got some good stuff. I can't find the bumpers. Oh, uh, well, really quick before you do that, um, I'm gonna get into the podcast corner again because for those of you who weren't here last week, um, I have found what I think is arguably one of the best production valued studio podcasts. And it's a brilliant one by a guy named Aaron Mankey, and it's called Lore. And it's all based on worldwide folklore. And This is the one you talked about last week, right? Yeah. And yeah. I just want to make sure, because not everyone was here last week. Um, but it's fantastic. It's been picked up by Amazon to start as a, a full-fledged series mm-hmm. uh, this fall. And it's, it's exciting. It is so good. I've now listened to over 30 episodes. Oh, you're killing it. I am killing it. It is so good. Nice, dude. So definitely check it out. All right. Uh, bumpers. I was raised to do one thing. But I've got nothing to fight for. Nothing will stand in our way. I will finish what you started. Alright, man, so we are in our Star Wars section, and man 
This is some good stuff. Oh, you put more stuff. I did. Oh, it's exciting. Okay, go. All right. So, um, or is this me? Uh, yeah, you did this first one. Okay. So, I don't know how how up to date are you on Rebels? Uh, I still have Twin Sons to watch, and that's oh. it. I almost told you today. I said, you know, right, we'll talk about it next week. You know, I don't funny? want to spoil it. Yeah, it's funny. A couple a couple of days ago, I was actually uh, going through what I had to watch. Yeah. Um, and I literally double clicked on it, and the the Disney XD do, 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 came up, and I'm like, you know, I stopped it and I shut down my computer and I decided to read instead, <sighs> which is that's a big step for me. That's good. I'm glad you're reading. So but that episode. Oh. No, I've heard it's fantastic. Well, we'll talk about it next week, I guess. Yeah, well, I well I did read the article that Dave Filoni, uh, uh, well, I put it under here under Rebels, um, and we'll talk about it in a minute, but Dave Filoni had a little interview about yeah. what he thought about the, the yeah, duel. That. That's good. So actually, since we're talking about it, let's just talk about it really quick. Sure. And Filoni talked about how, you know, he's been in the Star Wars galaxies for a long time now, because, you know, he's the showrunner for Rebels, he was behind Clone Wars. Indeed. Um, and so he, basically, you know, it's funny because Lucas basically did Darth Maul for um, Phantom Menace, right? Mm-hmm. But f- the whole Darth Maul saga has all been Filoni. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of like one of his, his children, right? Indeed. And so he was like, he's done epic uh, lightsaber battles. And I guess this one was very short and sweet. Oh, yeah. And so it um, was like my kids, like, because when they can see it coming and yeah. they're scaring them all anyway. What they do is they're just they they start to cover their eyes, right? And it happened, and I said, "Okay, we're gonna we rewatched it a couple of times because they're like, wait, what happened?'" Yeah, so it's that kind of and battle. The, the one thing I really love about what Filoni said, I've tried to avoid spoilers. Uh, yeah, not not spoilers. I mean, yeah, this is this is a historical context thing. Yeah, it's that um, when Obi Wan at this point has been living on Tatooine for quite a while, and he's really kind of trying to redeem himself. In every in all of the mistakes he's made, and his basic his anger trajectory started with that. Yeah, with absolutely. the with the the fight on uh, on Naboo. Well, losing Obi Wan. Yeah, uh, Qui Gon. Uh, yeah, losing Qui Gon and taking revenge, immediate revenge. Right. But in Maul's mind, his entire life fell apart in that moment. Well, literally, he died. Right. I mean, he did come back, but it's like. That whole, it's, he's been seeking retribution since that moment. And it's now like 40 years later. And think about this. You're a Sith. Like Maul. The anger never subsides. No. It's always it, on your forefront of your mind. You. And it actually, and I can't wait for you to watch the episode. There's like hints, and this isn't much of a spoiler because you've seen it if you've been watching Rebels, but like, you know, madness. Like, like, oh, yeah, like absolutely. absolute insanity on the, like, it's not full on. But it's it's there. So what I love is like when he's introduced in Phantom Menace, you can basically tell that. I mean, even though I mean, if you know, like I mean, he's a uh, uh, rat attack. A, no, he's not. A, no, rat attack is what? Uh, right? He's not Chat a rat. Rat attack here are uh, he's a Zabrak. Rat attack here are the gray skin ones. Um, Wait, really? Yes. Oh yeah, I flip flopped it. Sorry, continue. Yeah, he's a Zabrak. But you know he grew up with the the night uh, the 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 night, night sisters, sisters yeah. and so I mean he is has a little bit of the the magical side which you would consider to be inquisitor, but he's definitely a juggernaut. Oh yeah, and he's basically was the henchman. He, he was like you could tell that that uh, Palpatine never gave him really his due as a uh, an apprentice. I was like, would you classify him as a jug in Swotor? He's more inquisitor, I think. 
I don't. Well, I think now. Oh, you think he's now? definitely Maybe. worked that way. But what he's, I mean, he was That's never. He, he was the enforcer in Phantom Menace. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He wasn't taught to think. Yeah, no, I guess I'm just thinking more. He's, I'm, I'm okay. thinking MMO in my head. Yeah, he's Don't worry about that. He's definitely a warrior. Yeah. I mean, Vader's obviously a juggernaut. Right, right, right. But he's definitely a warrior, maybe not a juggernaut. Anyway. But I just think it, that you can totally see his change, too. Well, and that's what Floney was talking about, how these two passed. They both totally changed at that moment. Yeah. Um, there was a couple quotes in here I, I wanted to pull out. Uh, the main one. Uh, what is it? It is really, it is really to express the difference between the Jedi and the Sith, which is the Jedi becomes selfless and the Sith remains selfish, right? Uh, when pressed because Obi-Wan is protecting someone else in the end, he does fight, but he is so true and knows who he is in that moment. Uh, you have a hard time, you know, you can't defeat that, which yeah. is pretty. And, and I told my kids as we're watching, I said, dude, we know he doesn't die because we see him later in I mean, episode four. In episode four, so it's it's gonna be okay. And that moment when he's when he's dueling Vader is the mm-hmm. ultimate selflessness. Exactly. So we're gonna come back to this next week after you watch it because, and that'll give the chat room so they don't have to cover their ears if we if we want to spoil anything. But I want to get your impressions on what this means for canon, Star Wars canon. Okay, that's a really interesting because yeah. we're coming up on the two part finale soon. So. Oh yeah. So it's it's getting really interesting. So Absolutely. let's move to our next thing here, which we got um, future Star Wars movies will reportedly visit classic planets. Yeah, which is cool. I mean, I mean, just like we see in the MMO, anytime they introduce a new planet, will you know be an Iocath or or uh, or Jetta or you know anything like that. Indeed, it's also it's really cool to see new things. Mm. But when they can revisit classic planets in a different viewpoint, like, can you imagine if they, I mean, we've seen a little bit more of, of Yavin 4 from Rogue One. Right. Because that's where the base was. Which I love that they could go back there. Exactly. But can you imagine them being able to show more of the jungle side of it? That would be cool. And not just the interior and exterior of the temples. Right. Of the Masasi temples. Um, but can you also imagine, especially with the reintroduction of the concept of it in the episode of Rebels two weeks ago, uh, what if they actually showed Dantooine? That'd be sick. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So stuff like that. I mean, that's what I would, that's what I'm hoping. I mean, I, of course, I'd like to see him go back to Hoth or Tatooine or whatever. Yeah. But I would like him to revisit the planets that never really got the screen time that they deserve. Let me ask you a question. Do you think, and, and, I, and I'm glad you said Hoth because this is something I was thinking about too. Do you think that in the kind of the vein of episode seven, They'll kind of revisit one of they. They'll mirror one of the scenes from Empire. Meaning, will they go to? I mean, I guess they had the snow in Episode Seven, but like, do you think they'll have a Hoth battle or something like that? Well, I think. I mean, in Episode Eight, I'm yeah. just curious. I, I think that they're probably going to have an attack on the base of some sort of wherever, whether that base is on Hoth or right, right. anything like that. I mean, obviously, there's going to be retribution coming from the First Order. Indeed. And that, I mean, it's just like what happened. I mean, Death Star got blown up at the end of four. Retribution at the beginning of five. Good and point. it's going to be the same thing with seven and eight, I would think. Um, but if they do go back to something like Hoth, um, Hoth had such, and even Tatooine had such limited, even though it was on screen a lot, yeah. you didn't see a lot of the planet. And they're both huge planets. I mean, you, ha- you heard and reference. Do you think the entire planet of Hoth is ice? <laughs> Because remember, I mean, we've seen other planets, right? Not every planet is one ecosystem. No, but I mean, if you but Hoth is if you look at Swotor, it is an ice planet. Yeah. It does have volcano on it, 
volcano uh, things on because, you know, it's just the way it is. Um, but, like, if they were to go back to Tatooine, we saw a lot more in, in 4. Like, we saw a little bit of Beggar's Canyon. That's true. But they were focusing mostly on the pod race and not the thing. I would like to see more of, like, the Dune Sea or the... Right. And I think that we're going to get a lot of the classic stuff in the Han Solo film. Oh, yeah. Uh, for sure. And actually, uh, I don't think we talked about it last week, and uh, I don't think we brought it up this week, is that uh, um, that they could be showing a good chunk of Corellia on screen in oh, Han Solo. so cool. And that would bring all of our KOTOR, SWOTOR folks. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if they focused on not just saying, okay, well, this is Corellia and it's a new planet. But if they focus on things that we know about Corellia. Indeed. About the, the different biomes and the different, and the, 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 uh, Cornet Zoo. Right. Which is. And what happened to the planet, right? Exactly. Because especially when we see it, I mean, and I, I'm curious to see what it is in the time when Han is growing up. Because, right, because we it's, see it's it, a major space, uh, uh, ship. It's a basic ship building planet. Right. Well, but, yeah, but I guess, and then when we see it in Swotor, it's been ravaged by something. Right, but you gotta remember that's 3,000 years old. No, I get it, but yeah. I'm saying I'm just curious. Exactly. But, you know, but what I'm hoping I, to get a little history as well. Yeah, saying. but what I love about it is he's from Corellia, but he goes, I mean, and this is what I'm assuming because this is what has been his history before, is that he goes to the Imperial Navy, right? Yeah. He being Han. But the thing about Corellia is Corellia is the planet where most of the rebel flagships were built you had the corellian cruisers and the corvettes and everything Absolutely. Yeah. whereas the imperial uh, star destroyers were built in the quad drive yards right in the big shipyards yeah. exactly so i'm kind of I, I hope that they show that side of it yeah me too um but we got we got geeky we totally got <laughs> geeky there <laughs> i feel like we should be playing star wars trivia or something anyway moving on uh moving on. this this one trips me out because as a as Apparent, this would be a trip. And uh, did you see? But did you see this? I read the headline. Okay. And basically, the headline is Laura Dern, who is part of Je- uh, Episode Eight, mm-hmm. uh, reveals how far she's gone to keep her Star Wars role secret. You gotta remember, this isn't Laura Dern's first rodeo with major franchise. I right. Mean, she was in Jurassic Park, and so she has. I mean, so she's worked with Spielberg. She's worked with you know major directors before, so she has that experience. And what's what what trips me out about this is obviously. They're not allowed to say anything. Of course um, not. In a recent interview with Yahoo, the star admitted she won't tell a word about a role to her, excuse me, to any of her family. Not even her kids. Well, and of I course, think, you know, kids, I mean, you're, we both work in high school. You know, kids like to tell things that they know. Well, and I get that. And it's just, could you imagine? I, I mean, if I was like, hey, kids, I'm working on the next Star Wars movie. But I can't tell you even because they're like, can't you just tell us who you play? And they're, and she's like, no, because the problem is, is there's as soon as she says it, there's a pressure on the kids to keep the secret. Then yeah. there's the issue of if they if they let the secret out, then they have to deal with that. Yes, because so she's it, in trouble. So even though it's harder for her, yeah. it solves a whole bunch more problems. Right, right. Now, in conjunction with that, <laughs> we have our next piece of news. Right. Which Woody Harrelson has said what the name of his character is going to be in Han Solo. <laughs> I didn't see this. You t- I don't even know what this is. Dude. Okay, well, he basically, I mean, he didn't come out and say anything about the character. Did he say the name of the character? He, he gave the name of his character. Oh, God, here we go. Um, Do you want to know? Well, I'm already I'm reading the article. Tell me. I haven't seen uh, it. His character name is Beckett, hmm. which is not a name in the EU or anything yep. in Star Wars canon so far. So, um, 
Yeah, so there's that. And I mean, he doesn't could, say what, they, what no, he's doing. No, he just. But we also know he's a mentor. Role. Exactly. They could be reappropriating a character with a new name. Yeah. Um, My guess is it's going to be somebody maybe that shows, you know, Han the ropes of gambling and and smuggling and and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that's what I would guess. You, you know, know, he would basically be. Um, gosh, what's that guy's name from Rebels that was to uh, Ezra, the alien with the glasses? Oh, uh, give me a sec. Anyway, yeah, I, that sort Hondu. of character. Yeah, Hondu. Hondu. Uh, he would be that sort of character to yeah. Han that Hondu is to uh, to Ezra. Indeed. Um, yeah, but uh, honestly, in my mind, when the name Beckett comes up, the first thing that comes up to me is uh, Sam Beckett from Quantum Leap. Interesting. And then, of course, Beckett from Castle. Those are the two things that jump out to me. Well, I'm I'm intrigued. I think he's going to be just a... And I think I think Woody's going to play that role really well, like the like kind of smarmy but charismatic kind of mentor kind of guy. Like I I, I want to think that that's kind of where Han gets his like little swagger from, right? A little bit and how to move through the world in a casual b- way, right? Um, not give too much away, but also you know do his job. Yeah. Okay, cool. I have a little side note here on. On, Are you side noting on Woody Harrelson? Are you tangenting? Yeah, well, because I don't have a link for it, but it it was either in uh, it's not in the outline, dude. I don't know. No, it wasn't last night's, but it was the night before, and it was either the Daily Show or at midnight. I can't remember which one, but they announced that Woody Harrelson has given up pot. I saw that, and I'm like, wait. Hopefully after he filmed Han Solo, but it's not a thing. No, they're about to start filming, right? Yeah, they're about to start filming. So I'm the the first thing that jumped in my mind is like, was this part of the insurance agreement for Star Wars? That's interesting. Because being an outspoken proponent of how he says he still is for the legalization, of course, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and for other people using, but he personally is not using it. Hmm. I'm wondering if it's because it's, I mean, it's like when you hire Matthew McConaughey and you do your, because everybody has to get uh, bonded by an insurance company when you go into a movie uh, right. lot, um, you know, for being such an, a proponent and outspoken user, you can actually say, hey, now. Yeah. You're going to come work for Disney. Yeah. Could you not do that for a little while? Yeah. And least? of course, this is coming from the company that had a whole bunch of uh, writers come up with Alice in Wonderland. They were there's all a, high doing that. Trust me. There's a, there's a reason I love that movie. Uh, exactly. <laughs> that movie's a trip. Um, but I, I found that interesting. So it would be, be something interesting to come out after the fact if that were the case. Indeed. Um, I didn't read through this. Did you see this? This um, Alan Tudyk thing? Yeah. Okay. Well, Alan Tudyk says that he wants to be in Han Solo. And it was an interesting uh, thing because he he thought they'd already finished filming, right? Right. And then the person interviewing him said, um, "No, they're just about to start filming." He goes really, and he would love to be in that because he would like it to be because he's also been a proponent of uh, he and Diego Luna getting a spinoff movie. Oh yeah, that'd be about sick. their origins of when Diego Luna was still young, right? And um, comes across K two was well, he was still in the Imperial service, right? So that would be interesting, but it would be kind of interesting. It, I mean, he doesn't have to be a main star, but he's saying it would be cool to just have him be like, on Corellia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. He says, I would like it. I don't think it's possible because I think they're done with the Han Solo one, aren't they? And then the guy said, and he's like, oh, they just started. That would be cool. Yeah. Like, so maybe they'll throw him in there. That'd be cool. Yeah. I mean, it'd be nice to just, you know, because it's just as an offhand thing, but I think if they're going to do it, they have to make it where he's working for the Imperial side still. Indeed. All right, last thing we have in here is merchandise stuff. Yes. Um, these are awesome. These are really cool. So Funko is debuting exclusive uh, Star Wars Celebration pop figures. Shocking. Funko's coming out with more. 
I know, right? It's it's hard to believe. I know. Um, but the oh, that one looks. So yeah, they came cool. out with I I believe it's six or eight today. Here, let's do it. Let's and I posted that. them all to my Funko board on Pinterest, so be sure you check those out. Um, but they're awesome. One is uh Ray on a speeder. Another one, the one oh, I love hold on, is. Hold on, I'm gonna help. I want I want the chat to see this. Matt. Oh, okay. So you guys are gonna see these really quick. They're very cool. Um, if you don't know about Funko Pops, it's a great company based out of Everett, Washington, which is where we both used to near where we both used to live. And actually, uh, one of my friends and her sister uh, both work at Funko. So I am going to get in touch with her and see if maybe they, we can set up an interview with somebody from Funko at Comic-Con. I'm going to do this kind of ghetto. Gonna, yeah, that's totally fine. Slap it over here. But check this out. Yeah, check this out. So we got Ray on a speeder. We got a young Han Solo. Oh, that's sick. We've got... Uh, uh, <laughs> How do you say that? Gorindon. Gorindon. Yeah. Gorindon, yeah. And he's the one who, from episode four, who... Who rats him out. Rats out the location of the, uh, the Millennium Falcon on... Uh, I love this one. Oh, that is so the cool. The Force goes Qui-Gon. <laughs> because if you remember from canon, Qui-Gon is the first Jedi to figure out how to become a Force ghost. Uh, Chopper. Chopper. And that's the, um, he's undercover on the Imperial side. Yes. Because yes? that's not even it, Yeah, because it doesn't yeah. have his orange colors. Exactly. That's cool. And, uh, oh. Isn't that good? How sick is that? What is that? Wobblers? Bobbleheads? Yeah, that's a bobblehead. Oh, it's head. a bobblehead. Yes. Do you know how bad I want that? Okay. Do you, have any you idea know what I really, I really, really hope? What? Please tell me it's a bobblehead that the head, co- head comes off. Why? If it were Django Fett, it would make sense. Ah, ah! I see where you're going with that. It took me a second, but I got you. Oh, that's it. Um, yeah. But that, though, this one is by far my favorite. Oh, the bubble, the yeah, but I would like, I'd actually really like this one. Too. Yeah, that one's cool. I, my favorite's the, the Qui Gon one. Yeah, that one's cool too. All right. It's cool seeing the young Han Solo. Indeed. But anyway, so that was just the first batch. Evidently, they released the second batch today, um, but it hadn't been posted uh, before we went to air. Right. Um, so I will be checking that out tomorrow, and I will post those to my Pinterest page tomorrow. As well as the Justice League stuff that gets released every day. So yeah, there's a bunch of stuff. Yeah, so keep it. an eye on my Pinterest board. Cool. Uh, and that. Oh, and that link, I should say too. The, the, on our website, usualpodcast.com, uh, we have a bunch of, hello, hit the mic like an amateur. I have a bunch of, uh, links to social media and the Pinterest page now links to Will's Pinterest page, I think. Yeah, cause it was just, it was hard to do. I'm pretty sure it does. Yeah, cause you changed it. If not, I ruined it. All right. So we're moving on to the usual roundup. Already? I know we're fast. Oh, that's a good thing. I'm just kidding. All right, let's move on. Depends on the context. Uh, context. I can't imagine any kind of future where I'm a hero. Well, you're not. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. By the way, how current are you on that stuff? Because I would have loved to talk to you about this week, but if you're behind, I'm going to be mad. Um, I have not watched. Oh, here we go. Dude, I I'm just kidding. You. Continue. We're um, talk about Logan. Yeah, we'll talk about Logan in a second, but uh, you know, I'll, I'll leave Berlanti. Yeah, let's we get to that. Let, let's let's wait till we get to Berlanti. They, I was just giving you crap because we are we just watched DC last night. Um, we're current on Arrow. We're current on Flash, Arrow, and DC. Did you watch the duets? The musical um, episode? Uh, yeah. Did you? No, not yet. Uh, oh, I was hoping you would because I want to talk. About, we'll talk about it next week. Yeah, I'm I'm up to date on that. Is the the, the bee's knees. Yeah, I have last week's episodes of um, Legends and Arrow, and then this week. So Sweet. I'm, f- what, 
six episodes behind. Well, and it's better if we stagger a little bit. So we're going to talk about uh, Flash Duet next week. Um, Flash, Arrow, and um, DC. Yeah, well, also, next week is Legends uh, finale. Because they only have sixteen epi- right. or 17 episodes this week. Did you season. see the one before that, though? I've watched Moonshot, but I haven't watched Fellowship of the Spirit yet. Okay, but I mean, I do have a little bit of news about that. We'll get okay. to it when we get to Berlin. All right, I'm, I'm jumping the gun. Hey, I just got excited. Logan, you finally went and saw it. Yeah. How phenomenal was how Hugh dark, Jackman in how that? How dark is that movie? So dark. How many times can you stab a f- I know. fool in the head? All right, so for the next few minutes, those of you in the chat room, if you haven't seen Logan, don't leave us. Maybe just go get a beverage and come back and, you know, that kind of thing. But we're going to talk about Logan at the top of the roundup this week. Since it's been out, what, two weeks now? Yeah. So I feel like if you've seen it, you're going to see it. If not, uh, I'm sorry, but cover your ears for a minute. So three, two, one, spoilers. Okay, so Logan. Holy crap. That movie. I know, right? That movie's ridiculous. And how good is Patrick Stewart? He is so good. <laughs> and I can't remember the actor's name, the one who played um, Caliban. Uh, Stephen Merchant. Okay. Okay, Go. and he's famous because he's worked a long time with Rich, Ricky Gervais. Okay. And so he was one of the main guys behind the original uh, UK office. Hmm. So, overall, I love the film. My thing was, I was going to be, halfway through, I was kind of bitter a little bit. Right. O- only because she didn't talk. I was, oh, right. I was, I was, I was like, are they going to go the whole movie without talking? You thought you were going to talk the entire movie? Well, and I, and I haven't read the, the old man Logan stuff. Um, I don't know that storyline. I didn't know how close to the comics they were with it. Right. Um, I love the X24 stuff. Like the X24, the de-aging. The oh, I know. That... Okay. I want to get your opinion on this. I'm, I'm ready. Okay. Because they've been saying a lot about this whole oh, production cycle. Steve went for a drink. this whole production cycle that hugh jackman was done playing wolverine right okay he may be done playing wolverine will he be playing x24 from now on god i hope so (laughs) i don't think he will not as a star obviously but could they bring him back as x24 but can you imagine having him be the villain now yeah but they also kind of got rid of him a little bit in that movie or did they did they really i don't know and i don't know i i also kept thinking they were gonna do like a superman kind of thing at the end and have them like regenerate and oh yeah no, you can't. But anyway although okay the i will say one thing i did have one pet peeve yeah and it was a visual pet peeve and i would give it a, it was a beautiful moment at the very end after they buried him yeah and laura runs back and changes the cross to an x you didn't like that no i loved it oh i love like, the fact I that she made that it moment. an x but the fact that it had to be a cross first, at no point ever right. has Logan ever, ever shown himself to be religious. I, okay, so in their defense, in your to, to counter what you're saying, I thought of it as the kids, some of the kids were religious, and they were like, well, we have to put an X because They grew it's up a in grave. a freaking science thing. They would have absolutely nothing to do with religion. All right, all right, all right. And honestly, I don't care, because I still think it's a beautiful moment. Yeah, yeah. And there's no way to get to the X unless you already have the cross. Good point. Um, right. Just thinking about it um, canonically, I didn't see. But honestly, they still did, they didn't know him at all either. Right? That's they could have right. assumed that he they maybe like, did. well, maybe he was religious. Okay, so but I did love it that she changed it to an X. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about my my darkest favorite moment 
And then I'm going to talk about overall just, you know, what I want to talk about. So the main thing, what really stood out to me was, uh, I guess probably second act, they, where he, where they, they're basically holding up with the, the black family. The, oh, right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. In the, in the, farm, oh, with, in, in the farmhouse. How nice was it to see Eric LaSalle back on screen? Oh, that whole thing was great. They're sitting there at the table. They're doing their thing. And, but I, but you know, because of the tone of the film that none of that was going to go well, no. but they did it in a way to where, and, and, and this is, has, I mean, an arrow is lighter than this movie, obviously, but there are moments, you know, they're leading up. Everything's okay. Everything's okay. And you know, they're going to shut it down. But the way they shut it down, I don't want to give too many spoilers away in case people are just hanging out there. But I, I, it was one of those moments like, I love this movie because it's so dark, but right. man, they did a good job in, in really destroying that little bit of hope that was there. Right. Um, so ultimately, um, I, I really thoroughly enjoyed the film. I'd like to see it again. Um, I honestly think that that little girl is ridiculous. Oh, she's phenomenal. She's a great actress. Some of the best action scenes I have seen in a movie. And I can't wait for them period. to pull her into more stuff. You know what it reminded me of a little bit now that I think about it? Like when I first saw the first Matrix movie. And we, yes. you know, and, and when you see that scene when they're going in, they're raiding the building and, um, and you see Carrie Ann Moss do the first run around the wall and they're flipping off the things and stuff. It was like, Oh my God, that blew my mind. Like some of the stuff they do in this was just, was just ridiculous. Like the, the flipping over people's heads and, and, and stuff. It was, it was sick. It was really cool. Anyway, I don't want to give away too much and I don't want to spend too much time on reviewing the film, but, um, I don't know. Where does it stand as far as X-Men films for you or? Oh, the best. Yeah. Uh, by far. Previously, I thought, uh, first class was the best. First class was good. Uh, first class Quality. was fantastic. Yeah. Um, but this one, it's just, it, it had, it was exactly what it had to be. Yeah. Um, I have one question for you. Oh. At the very end, um, obviously when he's dying. Yeah. Um, and he's leaning on the rock. Yeah. And she's holding his hand. Right. And she, and he says the words, so this is what it feels like. Right. Do you think he's referencing love or is he referencing dying? Cause he's never felt either. Well, he's felt infatuation with Jean Grey before. No, I, I would say, I, I would say he's felt love. Honestly, I think. Well, I, I, okay. He's felt love. Yeah. romantic love right he's never felt familial no, love. But, but and that was john that was patrick stewart's main uh thing that's true but he was he was with he was with the x-men for so long he got along you know what i'm saying like i think whether he admitted it or not kind of like a um a mick kind of thing with, well it'd be in, a definitely a definite camaraderie yeah i don't know but i still but i, I, I think mean, it's he death. sees her as her daughter as i think his it, daughter. honestly man i think it's death only in that that's what i thought but everyone many, that i talked to at school thought it was the other one how many times do you think he died and then woke up? Oh, he's up? died so many times, but he's never felt death. Right. Which is, I think, what he was talking about. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to go with the love thing, honestly, because it doesn't make, to me. It makes more sense. And it's more, it's definitely more James Mangold, too. Yeah. I, I'm going to say it's the death thing. I don't know. Chat room, chime in if you want. Um, just put my earphones back. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we're done with Logan. So you, uh, we you just can, ruined it. It's yeah, no big deal. So you can come back. We're good. Come on back. Um, yeah, so movie's great. Go see it if you haven't seen it. Sorry if we screwed you up. No, he didn't. He was just he said he heard something. Yeah, well, he'll be okay. Um, yeah, so come on back and uh, um, my that was my brother who stepped away for a couple of minutes and he texted me and said that he's got his usual and it's a Meister pills. 
Yeah, nice. Uh, from a, uh, a German company. So fantastic. That's Kick great, ice. Steve. Thanks for joining us and imbibing in a nice frosty beverage. Having a frosty beverage with us. So movie news. We have a bunch of stuff here. Yeah, we do. Okay. Uh, Jurassic World star, uh, you know, Jurassic World 2 is currently filming. Um, and the, you know, they, this is definitely clickbait because you're thinking, Oh, okay. Well, they're not going to be bringing back because this Jurassic World star likely won't return for season. Guess what picture they put up? Yeah. And they put up Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. So of course you're thinking Chris <laughs> Pratt or Bryce Dallas Howard or, you know, something like that. No, it's Julie, Judy Greer, which right. don't get me wrong. I love Judy Greer. Oh, we all do. One Archer, of my favorite Archer people. Fans love her. Yeah. She, she plays, uh, um, Cheryl yeah. in, uh, in Archer and so she's good. fantastic. And she actually, she came out with her autobiography a few years ago and, um, I can't remember the exact title of it, but it was basically that she's always the best friend of the leading lady oh, that's funny. because she was the best friend in, um, oh, uh, one of the Jennifer Lopez romantic comedies, but she was in what oh, women want and all this stuff, but she's <laughs> never been a leading lady and I love her to death. So. Let me know when my mic goes out. I'm going to run yeah. out of batteries. So she's great. So it looks like she won't be returning. Uh, right now, she's not on a shot sheet. So it yeah, doesn't look like it. She'll be all right. Um, Ian McKellum is talking about com- is talking about returning as Gandalf. Okay. Did you actually read this article? Yeah. No. Okay. It's not in a movie. Not all the way. Yeah. I thought he so. is doing a one person, uh, one man stage production in, in uh, England. It's going to be happening this summer. And I think he's doing it for six straight nights. And, uh, Look up the name. But yeah, no, I got it. It says, uh, the show is called Tolkien, Shakespeare, Others, and You. And it'll feature highlights from the actor's storied career. McKellum, uh, McKellen will be portraying some of his most famous roles on stage, including Gandalf, which is badass. Yeah. So, it, I mean, Ian McKellen has one of my favorite Six things. Nights, July 3rd through 9th. Cool. Uh, one of my favorite pictures of Ian McKellen is he wears that shirt and he says, uh, I'm Magneto and Gandalf and gay. Deal with it. <laughs> I love it, dude. It's brilliant. But he's, he's had so such a story. Freaking career. good. I mean, I would say you know, of that, that older actor, right? That's just, I mean, I hate to say that just now they're just now passing away. Right. So Ian McKellen, Christopher yeah. Lee, um, Patrick Stewart. Um, oh, they're up there, dude. You know, all, all those people. I would say he's probably my second favorite badass behind Christopher Lee. Oh yeah, Christopher Lee was intense. Christopher Lee did so much in his life. Yeah. Wow. Sorry for making me. Sorry, uh, drop the edit. s-bomb. Wow. Um, no, they. They. I mean, I don't know. I'm a big. I. I love Ian McKellen. I love his Gandalf. I just think. I just think that would be so cool to see live on stage him doing that. That'd be so cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um I. I do have a, a quote. From Christopher Lee that I want to look up. I'll bring up in a second. Go on to the next one and I'll okay. come back to it. Arnold Schwarzenegger um, reportedly finished with the Terminator franchise. You didn't see this one coming, did you? <laughs> okay, no, but I did watch uh, last week's Family Guy. Oh, yeah? And there, there was an ongoing joke throughout the whole episode that, uh, that Schwarzenegger was dressed up as Terminator, mm-hmm. going from house to house, saying that he had to save the world by banging everybody's nanny. <laughs> uh, and they're saying, we know it's you, Arnold. Right? He's like, no, I'm the Terminator. <laughs> awesome. I need to bang your nanny. So, uh, basically, uh, a source close to this is on comicbook.com, New York Daily News reported that Arnold's finally hanging up the sod off and calling it quits. It's all over for Terminator and Arnold, the source says. The studio has taken the sequel off the production slate completely, meaning there's no pre-production or any plans for another sequel. Um, the talent had been offered long-term deals, but that is not happening. Genesis movie was a scene of reviving the franchise, but the critics were not stoked with it, etc. So makes sense. I mean, 
he's doing other things anyway. He can't he can't keep going back to that role anyway. No, of course not. Plus, it is it time finally? Is it time? And I know I harp on this a lot. Is it time to finally stop trying to revise universes? It's interesting you brought up that question because, because we're going to talk about the Matrix again. We are, but uh, this is something completely different. Oh, um, I'm going to bring up something in Disney in a, in a little bit, but we'll get to that again. We'll I, I brought up the Christopher Lee thing. Okay. I just want to read it for everybody really quick. It, it's a meme that had gone around, especially right after he died. Um, but I'm just going to read it because this is how impressive Sir Christopher Lee was. It says Sir Chris, Sir Christopher Lee. He was Dracula. He was a Bond villain. He was Sherlock and Mycroft Holmes. He was Death. He was Lucifer. He was Count Dooku. He was Saruman. He was Lord Summer's Isle. Uh, he recorded a heavy metal concept album album about Charlemagne. He hunted Nazis during World War II. He was part of a secret agent unit called the Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare. When told by Peter Jackson to imagine how a man being stabbed in the back sounds, he told him he didn't have to imagine it. He's fluent in English, Italian, French, German, and Spanish, moderately proficient in Swedish, Russian, and Greek, and conversational in Mandarin Chinese. Now let's see Chuck Norris top that. <laughs> well, can wow. you can you imagine Peter Jackson and being on and being on the set of Lord of the Rings and saying, "Okay, uh, okay, okay, Chris." <laughs> Okay, because of Chris. course you know Peter called him Chris. I'd be like Mr. Lee, uh, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, Mr. Lee, in this scene, I want you to imagine, just in your mind, imagine what it's like—the sound you would hear of a knife going into a man's back—and he looks at him and says, "I don't have to imagine that." He's like, "Dude, I did it. I, I've done that probably more than once." All right, exactly. Okay, so yeah, I—that I, was my shout out to Christopher Lee. So there we go. Big bucket of wind, or is that biting cauldron? Huge cauldron, cauldron of, of wind. All right, Men in Black, dude. Men in Black Four. It's not a thing. Yeah, uh, well, you know, they they've been trying to get it back. Um, you know, they were trying to get Sonnenfeld back. They were trying to get uh, Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones and stuff. And you know, at this point, you just kind of have to say it's not going to happen. The third one was okay. It didn't make the much as much money as everyone wanted to, but. But it's also point, it's hard to fit it into Smith's schedule. How many years are we talking here in between? Well, Again, the first one came out in 97, and then it was 99, and then... 2002? No. One? It was uh, you know, it was just like five years ago. I want to say 2011. It came out that late? For the okay. third one? Maybe I'm tripping. Okay. Yeah, but I, I'm, I'm, I don't know. As much as I'd like to see it, and I would see I it. I love the Men in Black concept. Um, I think if they were to do it, it, honestly, it would. They've had a Men in Black cartoon. If they were to reboot that, I think it would be better. Yeah. I don't think it's. A, I don't think it's good enough to do a movie right now. Cool. Um, never saw this in theater. Triple X with the return of Xander Cage. No, I did not. But it is coming out on home video. Yep, it's coming out. Uh, let's see, Blu-ray, DVD, on demand, all that. Uh, May sixteenth. Cool. So here we are. Uh, I'll watch it. I watched the first two. Yeah. Uh, the first one was entertaining. The second one was entertaining for the fact you get to see Ice Cube in a wetsuit. Yeah, which is entertaining. Um, so the, let's talk about the Matrix again. Okay, we've talked about this for two straight weeks. The first week we talked about how Keanu Reeves said he would be willing to come back if the Wachowskis were on board. Indeed. Last week we talked about how it already had been in Warner Brothers' minds. Indeed. And they're looking at rebooting the series. This week. This week, uh, we have the new Matrix movie is rumored to be a Morpheus prequel. Uh, how do you feel about that? I'm actually more on board with that. Yeah, me too. Um, I was hoping you were going to say that because I didn't want to have an argument. Two things. <laughs> they either have to do 
the de-aging of Samuel Jackson or of Lawrence Fishburne and have him do it. Or you have to get somebody uh, who could pull that off. Like uh, de-age him, do a Logan on him, do it, but for a whole movie. I don't know. It's pushing it. That's pushing it and pushing it monetarily for sure. Oh, absolutely. That would cost so much money. Um, or you'd have to go with somebody like John Boyega or something like that. Yeah. Right. Um, but I'm on board with that as long as you follow it from, you know, and, and, and as much as we give crap to The Force Awakens for marrying A New Hope, um, if they mirrored the first Matrix by having it when Morpheus is coming out of the battery tank. Oh, yeah. Like, when he first emerged. Right. That'd be sick. Because... And who recruits him and exactly, all Exactly, because, be I mean, sick, yeah. with all the, the, the religious subtext in The Matrix... Oh, wait, there's religious... Su- I'm joking. Continue. <laughs> Which, if you would like to read up on it, you can check that out at my personal website at willgriggs.wordpress.com. Wow. Um, shameless plug. Shameless plug. Um, but yeah, I wrote a, an academic essay on, on the Matrix trilogy and the, the religious subtext. But um, the fact that Morpheus is clearly the John the Baptist to Morpheus is Jesus, right? Yeah. If you look at it from that angle. I think it would be really interesting to see that. Because in that concept, John the Baptist is the forerunner for Jesus, right? So you know... Mm-hmm. If you're John the Baptist, you don't know you're John the Baptist. You right, know what exactly. I mean? Yeah. So I would I, I would find it fascinating to see how Morpheus comes to terms with what his destiny is. Indeed. I think that'd be that'd be a I think it'd be a good shoot. Throw a trilogy at it. Make it a whole thing. You know they're gonna do it. They're not gonna just come up with mo- let me just tell you, they're not gonna do just one movie. No. They're gonna do at least two. They're gonna announce a trilogy. The first one's gonna be good, the second one's gonna suck, they're gonna <laughs> red light the third one. So the Matrix trilogy over again. <laughs> <laughs> I actually I am a defender of the second I know man and we talked about this last week I'm into those movies I like those uh, the last thing we have here in movie news is first look at Felicia Day and Patton Oswalt in Mystery Science Theater 3000 okay I was never actually a huge MST MST3K fan well I never saw it I love the concept yeah and the three guys who did it uh, they've actually guested on um, at midnight a few times and they are hilarious mm. I love it. And they're all like in their 50s and 60s now. They're so funny. But I love Felicia Day and I love Patton Oswalt. Both these guys together on screen. I'm on board with this. Yeah, this is going to be fun. Uh, So I'll check it out for sure. Um, I try to check out most things Felicia Day does. Of course, just a supporter. You know, I try to support people I like. So here we are. Yeah, uh, we just have a couple of casting news. Uh, the one you had in there before I moved down. Oh, that's fine. To the Sony I section. I don't even care. Um, we had a couple of bits of news about the new, uh, the next uh, Mission Impossible coming out, Mission Impossible Six, and it looks like Vanessa Kirby, um, who was in what does she do? Uh, I think she's in The Crown on Netflix, but I'm not sure. Um, but Henry Cavill is being brought in. She was. She was in The Crown. Yeah. So, um, and oh, Hen- I know her. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Henry Cavill from uh, obviously Superman. Yeah. Uh, is going to be brought in. So that's fantastic. Um, but it's it's awesome. It's like you know if you think about it, you know it's a it's a, obviously a Tom Cruise centered movie. Indeed. But since that, we've brought in, um, what's uh Simon Pegg's role in Star Trek? Star Trek. Uh, McCoy. They brought in McCoy from Star Trek. They've brought in Jeremy Renner from Born. They've brought in now, you know, Superman. Yeah. It's like the exactly. MI6 team is becoming like a superhero squad. No, I love it. That's awesome. Dad, get out of here. And plus, what Sorry, I love is an unfortunate uh, effect that they've had with the Mission Impossible movies is they keep changing their female lead. Indeed. Right? Which is understandable because in, um, yeah, in the first one, you know, kind of 
all the female leads died. So you can kind of like give it up with that. And the second one, they kind of just forgot Sandy Newton, you know, was there. The third one, um, you know, they got married. And so right. they kind of protected that. But what I love about it is they're bringing back Rebecca Ferguson. Oh, cool. Because it was really the first time that they had a female lead that was his equal. Um, and I think that has to be more. I don't think I saw that one. I saw the first two. Um, but I think that's important. And I think they're going to have to keep going forward with stuff like that in today's times. Oh, absolutely. If you, you know, it's had its ups and downs because obviously I wasn't a huge fan of the second one, even though it did have Anthony Hopkins in it. Um, but you got to remember JJ Abrams did the third one. Brad Bird has come on to do the last two. Right. Um, or no, he did the la- he did the fourth one. Um, but then Christopher McQuarrie got brought on to do Rogue Nation, which is fantastic. Yeah, totally. I loved that. Um, and Christopher McQuarrie is, is really good. And they're bringing him back for the sixth one. Cool, dude. So um, we're going to get into Berlanti, and we'll be out of here pretty quick. But the idea here is, again, uh, since in my outline is trailers. <laughs> yes. And if you missed uh, the beginning of the show live on Twitch um, and you're not a patron, you won't hear us talking about and watching trailers anymore right. um, we're cutting that out of the main show but you know you can go to patreon.com slash usual podcast and uh this week we will have a video exclusive to you guys of, of us watching trailer we have baywatch and the circle a bunch of cool the stuff circle so, handmaid's tale a whole bunch of stuff. yeah exactly so uh so we're gonna jump to universal and get into berlanti and flash and let's talk about flash dude so did you? You didn't watch. I put this stuff in here because I was hoping you'd watched it. I just I so haven't had to. I, I had to track me last night. No, no, I fine. didn't get home until like almost eleven last night. I forgive so, you. I forgive you. Um, yeah. So I haven't watched the, that stuff yet. I'm hoping to. You know, I don't have a practice tomorrow, and I don't have a meet on Saturday. So this weekend, I'm going to be catching up on a whole bunch of TV. Yeah. So, and it's a precursor to the people who are in the chat, of course, and we and may haven't. You know, may or may not have watched the show that just came out. What Tuesday? And actually. Let's take one more step back. Um, if you don't know who Berlanti is, <laughs> let's, oh, let's give yes. this a little, you know, because we actually haven't done this in a few months. Yeah, we haven't done this in a while. Greg Berlanti is the mastermind and showrunner, well, not showrunner, the mastermind and the creative genius behind the CWDC universe. Indeed. So it's Arrow, Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, and Supergirl. Um, it also includes uh, Constantine, which is no longer on the air, right. and the cartoons of... Um, Vixen? No. Uh, wait, wait. The Vixen we talked about. Yeah, Vixen. Is that the 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 animal? Yeah, yeah, Vixen. Because mm-hmm. that's two seasons of cartoons, and her grandmother is now on Legends. Um, but Greg Berlanti is also behind um Blind Spot, Blind Spot, and Riverdale. Riverdale. Thank you. You are I'm on fire it. tonight. I've only had two beers. That's um, fine. but we call it the Berlanti verse. A lot of people call it the Arrowverse or the Flareverse because I hate, Fla- that. I hate the Flareverse. Flareverse. Oh, um, worse. Can't even say it. It's dumb. Yeah, actually, if you look on my boards on Pinterest, it's labeled the Arrowverse because I've just never renamed it since Arrowverse. Um, but yeah, it's so many shows now. I just call it the Berlantiverse. So in this section, we talk about Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, Supergirl, and Arrow. Uh, we have no Arrow news this week, but Flash had their duets uh, cross musical crossover with Supergirl um, because, of course, Grant Gustin, who plays the Flash, and Melissa Benoist, who plays Supergirl, Indeed. were both on Glee. And so the wife and I were watching this last night and we watched the, we watched the, this episode last night. What was kind of crazy is 
we didn't we stopped watching Glee before either of them were on the show. Yeah, me too. And so she didn't believe me. I was like, dude, they were both on Glee. Yeah, they both joined in like season five. And I only like. said that because you had said that. Right. Um one of them was on longer than the other, and I don't remember which one, but I think I think Grant was on longer than Benoist. Yeah, because he was on over a course of a couple seasons. Yeah, he was there like season three through five. Right, because and Benoist he was joined there for the uh, the the Warblers, which was the rival all male right. uh, choir. That's which right is around ironic, the time we stopped. Which is ironic because he kind of became one of the leaders of that group, and the original leader of that group was a guy named Darren Chris, indeed, who is the guy who played Music Maestro in this crossover, which was an insanely. Uh, I'm not gonna. I promise I won't do any spoilers. The episode is phenomenal. Yeah, the one I'm thing, not a big musical guy, but oh okay, my God, you know me. I was, love musical theater. You're gonna love this episode. And um, um, what I love is that you know not only do Grant and Melissa have you know a uh, song and dance background from Glee, but Jesse L. Martin, who plays uh, Detective West. Oh yeah, you know he's from the original cast of uh, Rent and all bunch of stuff. And then you've got and the older guy who plays uh, what was he must have done a bunch of theater too. Right. Oh yeah, no, he was in the. Uh, I want to say he was in the original, the original cast of Professor Stein. Yeah, he plays Professor Stein, and he was in Alias. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to say he was in the original cast of Company. Oh, okay. and I think Jesus Christ Superstar. Oh, that's cool. Oh no, um, I, maybe it's Godspell. Well, you'll figure it out. Okay, I'll look it up. But the reason I'm bringing this up is uh, there's a cool article in here that ranks the um, the musical numbers in that okay, episode, yeah. which is cool. And there's another link I have in here that says uh, the crossover soundtrack obviously is now available. So if you like the music in that episode, which the music is cool, man, it, it, you'll you'll really are they all it. original songs or as far as I know, yes, they all were. Most of them, I'd say ninety percent of them were. Okay, no, uh, she sings Moon River. Oh, really? In the beginning. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. So if you don't know Moon River, it's obviously the quintessential song from Breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah. So most of them are are, are original, which is cool. Okay, really quick. Yeah. Um, the guy's name was Victor Garber, and he is he played he yeah. was the original Jesus in Godspell. Okay. Um, but he also played the designer of the ship in Titanic. Remember, he's the one. Oh, he did. The clock. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, so there's that. Um, and cool. uh, he also played um John Wilkes Booth in the movie Assassins. Neat. All right, man. Should we get to Legends? I don't want to. I don't want to spend too much time on this since you haven't seen it, but. Um, you're, you're, you're I, I watched something else. No, I watched uh, oh. I watched Moonshot, which is fantastic. That was a really good episode, and I really can't wait to watch um, the Fellowship of the Spear. But uh, Gu- Mark Guggenheim, who's the actual showrunner, yeah, for Legends, um, who he works in concert with uh, Greg Berlanti, he's actually come out and said that um, the with the the Legion of Doom getting control of the Spear, it's introducing Doom World. So, and that's going to come up in the season finale. But the imp- well, because well, it, I've watched the episode. Yeah, so, so don't spoil sense. it for me. Yeah, it makes sense. Except for it, you do see the Hall of Doom in oh, really? the episode. All right, all right. Um, but the important thing about Doom World is that it's going to affect the other shows, kind of like Flashpoint. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, and the 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 uh the way that they announced that is they showed concept art of Felicity Smoke in a costume, really? mask and everything. So evidently in Dune World, Doom World, maybe she actually becomes a an or, actual fighting Oracle version of Overwatch. Well, she's already Overwatch, but maybe she became Oracle. Maybe, yeah. Maybe it's a different like uh, timeline kind of thing. Exactly. That'd be cool, man. I'm excited. All right, so 
Supergirl, I am woefully behind. So you take this. Um, Lena Luther. I saw this. I was who, psyched, uh, I who of course, is Lex Luthor's sister. Um, and she is the head of Luther Corps, uh, Corp in the, in the show because her mom is actually a big bad. Right. Um, and you, you, you're not quite sure if she's good or bad. She plays both sides of the fence. Um, but she's been actually promoted to series regular for next season. Sweet. Um, she's already, she was in about uh, a quarter of the episodes, uh, this first season very much how, um, what's the guy who used to be married to Jenny Garth? He played the dad in, the dad vampire in Twilight. Oh, um, closer, but I am. He was in Can't Hardly Wait as the douchebag. Yeah. Seth Green? No. Oh, I'm thinking of a different movie. Yeah, the football game. No, say, right movie, but he was the football player, not the. Oh, not the. Okay. Not the wingster. I don't remember. Um, yeah, so anyway, so he was kind of like the pseudo antagonist in the first season. Indeed. Um, she's kind of like that now, so that's what I'm kind of guessing. Cool. So we have uh, some DC, not a lot of DC stuff. Yeah, we already talked about the first thing with Justice, Justice we, League. We talked about Justice League earlier in uh, trailer time and Wonder Woman. So it got, got its a official rating. rating? What, what do you it? think? PG-13? Winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, they're not going to go R with Wonder Woman. No. And, and, then, and PG and it can't doesn't be PG. even make sense. No. Because so, it's got too much violence, especially since it's based in World War One. Exactly. You're going to have too much uh, automatic fire. Yeah, there was only one rating that movie was going to get. Uh, so we have Disney stuff, and really it's just live action news, which is... Uh, yeah, and I do have something that I'm, I don't have a link for, but we'll talk fine. about it really quick. But basically it came out, that we talked about last week how um, they had the uh, the casting call for Aladdin, and that guy Richie is doing Aladdin. Right. So uh, we'll see how... I, I just hope... Hope Brad Pitt has a guest scene yeah. talking in uh, um, the language he, he spoke in Snatch oh, in so. Gypsy Talk. That would oh, be, cool. be awesome. All right. So, uh, also, what's the second one? Li- uh, Lion King is going to start production soon. Yeah. And, like, uh, soon, soon. And if I believe I'm correct in saying that John Favreau is behind that one. I believe so. Yeah. Because he, uh, he was behind Jungle Book. He did Jungle Book. I yeah. think he's doing this one, too. Yeah, and he was actually the the original person behind Tomorrowland um, before Brad Bird before Brad Bird took it over. Right. So it says, uh, let's see, in the wake of Beating the Beast. Let's see. Oh, and while you're looking this up, uh, let's talk about Beating the Beast box office. Oh, Have you looked that. at it? It's insane. Beating the Beast opening weekend, hundred and seventy four million dollars. That's sixth biggest opening of all time. Wait, a hundred and seventy four million. In the weekend, yes, it took it took over fifth uh, sixth place from Iron Man three. Wow, that's that's, that's bigger insanity. than any Harry Potter movie. That's bigger than any Twilight movie. That's woo. Okay, so one of the couple things I want to say about this, uh, I, we may have talked about, it, but James Earl, Earl Jones is reprising his role in oh, the Lion as King Mufasa? movie as Mufasa, awesome. which is badass. Obviously, Donald Glover um, is going to be in it as well. And let's see. I, it doesn't say anything about. Oh, who's Donald Glover? Oh, no. gonna yeah, play? it's John Favreau. It says at the bottom. Cool. I wonder who Donald Glover's going to play because he's not right for Scar. No, you think he's going to play? Uh, the he big, doesn't fit. Mon- he doesn't fit. Maybe the adult Simba. Yeah, maybe that's what I would guess. Okay. Um, to answer uh, Y Rock's question, yeah, we did t- see the Deadpool two trailer. Um, we talked about it in last week's. Yeah, last week's episode. Yeah, so you can uh, go check that up on uh, YouTube. Um, 
yeah, the one thing I want to talk about this week is there are rumblings. And uh, if you actually go to uh, Nerdist.com or go to the Nerdist YouTube channel, um, uh, Jessica Chobot actually did a Nerdist News Daily about this concept of a possible Disney live-action universe. And that they're connected. Okay. Well, there's always, there's always fan theories. Of course, if you look at Pixar, there's that long running fan theory about how all the Pixar movies take place in the same universe in a long timeline. And then there's, uh, obvious things that you've seen in certain things. Like if you watch Frozen, um, at the coronation day, you see Rapunzel and Flynn from Tangled. Yeah. I love that. Because they're there. That's, that little short is right. Really good. Um, and then, um, because we, and then the, the thing is because of that, people, uh, hypothesize that Anna and Elsa's parents who died on their boat trip were going to their wedding. To Flynn and wow. Rapunzel's wedding. Right, right, right. Okay. But now the thing, yeah, but now the thing that came up this week is that the person who did, um, it was either Frozen or something. He's, he's behind one of these movies. Um, he said that when he was doing something, he always thought that they didn't die. They shipped rock on a plant on a sh- island and had a young Tarzan. Oh, so Tarzan is actually a brother of Anna and Elsa. I like that. So they're all connected. Yeah. So they're all kind of connected and Disney isn't ruling it out. And it's definitely a far flung concept. Right. Um, but if they're going to do it, now's the time because they can put it in on the ground floor. Indeed. There's not a lot of stuff that they have to retroact because. You don't really have to reference. I mean, as we saw in, in Maleficent, you don't have to go straight from the original script. Right. You can bring in more of the darker elements of the original stories. You can change it a little bit. I actually kind of hope they do this, but I don't want it so interwoven like Marvel does. I would like it more tangential that you just see like little things like, yeah, they were at their wedding or they were there. So they're all kind of in the same universe, but not, but not all, not, yeah. not plot dependent. I see what you're saying. Um, maybe plot drivers, but not plot dependent. The next thing we have, dude, is bum me out. Because how long has Firefly been on Netflix? Uh, since almost the beginning. Yeah, years, right? Yeah. So Firefly is going to be taken down from Netflix on April first. Yes. Um, I'm hoping it's an April Fool's joke, but I doubt it. No, I don't. Um, so if you're a fan of it, or if you've never seen, you've never seen Firefly. It's what thirteen episodes. It's thirteen episodes in one movie. And one movie. The movie you can find anywhere. Watch Firefly. Just, you know, just check it out. If you've never seen it, you've heard people talk about it, I, I implore you, check it out while it's on Netflix. Okay, do you want to hear my silver lining on this? Uh, can I say no? Or... You can. I'm not going to. Continue. Okay. Um, One of the main reasons that things leave Netflix is because Netflix, basically, the reason why they can show things on Netflix is because they make deals with... The production companies. Mm-hmm. For example, the reason why they could show Friends was because they made an agreement with Warner Brothers. Right. right? With Firefly, it would be 20th Century Fox, whatever. Right. One of the main reasons why things get taken down is because the property is going to be used somewhere else. Okay. Okay. Because if you're not going to be using, uh, I see what you're saying. If you're not going to be lining. using the property anywhere else, it's stupid to take it off of Netflix unless, unless they're going to be making a deal with, say, Hulu or, crackle or something um but if you're not going to be repurposing the the product uh it's stupid because you just have that that money influx coming where you wouldn't normally have it right so if they're taking away that stream of income uh, they being 20th century fox 
um, they've got to be using it in some other aspect. All right. And for me, that could be a silver lining because it could mean a limited series or something else. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, look, uh, let's, let's leave the wishful thinking there. Exactly. About I'm just going to put that out there. That is the reason. That's and, one of the reasons it could be. And you putting it out there is enough. All right. Oh, it could be enough. Fox stuff. We have a ton. Not a ton. Not a ton. Just a few things. things. Uh, you do the first one because you put it in. Well, yeah, yeah. So, well, how do I want to say this? Do I even want to bother with this little? No, actually, I think part? it's important. I, uh, so the, 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 the tagline is Fox new superhero franchise model. So Fox, think about it. They have X Force coming. They've got, they've got Deadpool, Deadpool two. Right. Um, and so I imagine they're trying to build a universe they around are. their thing. And I'm going to reference my idea with the DC universe with, or with the Disney universe with this. Okay. Is that Fox has discovered that they, and Logan's there yeah, too. Conglomerately, just Fox doesn't have the chops to do what Disney and Marvel do. Right. Okay. They can't, they, and DC is finding out how hard it is to do. They can't develop a far flung and entirely consequentially connected universe. They Not tried it with X Men and they can't get the timelines right. Right. But what they have discovered with the, uh, um, with the failure of Fantastic Four, and the successes of Deadpool and um, Logan. And we also have Legion in there as well. Exactly. And the success of Legion is that when they have standalone stories that are tangentially connected, that's where they succeed. Because they tell great individual stories, but they just don't have the chops to do something so far flung. As a, like an interconnected universe. Right. Exactly. So, and actually, there was an article that came out that I didn't put in here because I didn't think it was all that important. But it does kind of support this theory. Is that although Deadpool 2 is going to be the jumping off point for X-Force, it is a completely standalone story. Right. Right. Whereas all Marvel movies, although they are standalone, they are totally connected. Oh, they're all connected. Yeah, they're all. And I'm going to use that same concept I said with Disney is that they are plot dependent. And let's let let, Fox is going to be going plot driving. Right. So let's look at Fox's uh, the Fox model that can be summarized in three core elements. Number one, focus on character. Understand yes. what makes an idea work and execute on that understanding. They've done that well. Deadpool, Logan, yes. perfect example. Legion, yeah. Uh, number two, ignore continuity. Yes. Tell the story you need to tell and only use what you need from the franchise and ignore the rest. Right. Because if they, the thing is, is the, the, the stories that they have the rights to are so either not dependent on timeline like Deadpool or, or, or completely dependent overly, on timeline yeah. like X-Men and confusingly so. Well, confusing because if you haven't seen all the other stuff, you're not going to know what the hell they're talking. Right. And they actually, they contradict each other. And there's too many contradictions. Exactly. So what they can do is ignore it and just tell the story. Number three, believe in the vision. Don't let ratings or stylization hold you back. If you make something great, it will find an audience. Exactly. And this goes back to the fact that, well, yeah, while their major successes have been R-rated movies, you can't just say, like, like what we're starting to hear from DC or uh, or Sony, you can't just say, I'm doing an R-rated movie because that's what it needs to be. Right. No. Let the story drive the content. Yeah, if it needs to be R-rated, it's going to be R-rated. Right. Like, it, the reason why the um, the first and second Wolverine standalone movies were decent but not successful is because you can't tell a, a Wolverine movie without it being bloody. It doesn't make any sense. And right. I And I've heard this on so many other shows lately. It's just... How are you going to tell a, an effective Wolverine movie story? When he How can are you going to tell a story where he's not 
killing. I mean, he's killing. There's only so many but times you, don't you can see it. Yeah, there's only so many times you can stab him in the chest. His weapon is blade ha- blades that come out of his hands. Yes. What do you do with blades that come out of your hands? You slice mothers up. Slice and dice and stab. So you and it's the same thing it. with Deadpool. You can't tell. It, no. That's why Deadpool failed in in the Wolverine movie. Is you can't have a Deadpool movie that doesn't swear. And he doesn't swear, and he doesn't blow people up. Exactly. You know. Anyway, so <clears throat> let's move on to Deadpool two. Yes. Is that where we're at? Okay. Uh, cable casting is coming down. Um, coming very very soon. Yeah, you knew it was going to be coming soon once they announced Domino. Indeed. And then, so the writers uh, revealed. I think this came out today. Uh, there was some traits for the casting search. Um, and then, but Michael Shannon is the front runner to play. Excuse me, that one it was as of today is the front runner to play Cable. Yeah, Michael Shannon. Um, and I don't remember what he was been in, but I want no, no. Michael Shannon's a fantastic actor. He's oh, been yeah. nominated for I think three Oscars, and he played. Um, he was just in Batman v Superman. Oh, he, okay. Yeah, he played uh um the bad guy. Okay, so I I wanted to throw this out here. Um, these are the traits. Okay. I, I like this. Uh, I think intimidating, yes. scary, yes, a great foil opponent uh, opposite the lunacy, uh, and someone with a great deadpan thing where they can react to someone who's being crazy. Someone who also has a spark of a sense of humor. This person has to be funny because they're butting up with Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool, so they just themselves to be funny, but in a more serious way. If that makes sense, physically imposing and able to emote. There's a real drama and stakes and real stakes. It's a tough one. Okay. How do you fill that role? It is hard. And Michael Shannon pretty much does it. Um, very few people have actually seen him do comedy, but he uh. actually is a fairly funny guy. Some of his early work has been funny where he kind of plays the rube. Okay. Right. But the guy who's now second in line and getting serious consideration, I think would actually fill it better, except for he's not as physically intimidating as Michael Shannon. Who is it? Because I saw that. Brad Pitt. And this is why I'm saying, okay, I'm going to say... He's just not big enough. No, but he can be intimidating. That's true. I mean, I will reference Fight Club. But he's got the humor. All the other stuff yeah. we just said is there. Take seven, mm-hmm. snatch, and the, the what I think is most important is he's definitely going to be a box office draw. Yeah. But you know he can play second fiddle because he did that in Ocean's 11, oh, 12, and 13. That's... I think that is my favorite role exactly. from Brad Pitt because, outside of Fight Club. Because he was one of the funniest <laughs> things in that movie because he was playing off of oh, the yeah. George Clooney. And he's just like standing. He's like, and he's got that, you know, that, you know, whatever kind of eating grin on his face. Exactly. He's eating food the whole time. Exactly. We've talked about this before. I love Exactly. It. I so love it. I, that's why actually when I first heard, I'm like, Brad Pitt, are you serious? But he would. But then him. when I started thinking about him from Snatch, him from 12 Monkeys, mm-hmm. he can definitely play crazy. And that description I just, revi- I just read. Yeah. But is I think the most important part is that he's more of a box office draw than Michael Shannon. Yeah, but he can still play second fiddle. I think I think that would work out. But yeah, we'll see how we'll see what they come up with. Yes, Pitt's available. I think though, right? I mean, he's not doing too much. Um, well, I mean, he has been doing stuff, but I, I think he does have an opening in his calendar right now. <laughs> he's a busy guy. Uh, Logan uh, passes five hundred million. Since we're talking about right. all this stuff, passed five hundred million global box office, which is huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of like. The the maker that's where there's um, that's where they're gonna they're gonna start making money like real money right um but to kind of give you an idea Beauty and the Beast with just is two weeks behind them just past four hundred million well Beauty and the Beast is a money maker 
I just, I don't know. I didn't see it. The kids and the wife went and saw it at a kids party last weekend. I didn't get to go. Yeah, I'm hoping to see it this weekend, but I haven't decided yet. Well, let me know when you're gone. I'll go check it out. All right. Sony. We have a bunch of stuff. So apparently Sony is, is my mic on? Okay. So apparently Sony is talking about, uh, they're doing a Venom flick, a spinoff yes. flick. Now <laughs> there's a release date for it. Also, there, there's another article that I have a link to that says there's apparently the spinoffs are not going to be related to MCU at all. Right. And actually, I'm good with Which this. I think is important. Yes. I will say three things with this. The, the same thing that Sony does that can't do is the same thing Fox can't do. Release date, October 5th, 9, uh, 2018. Right. And they're the same things that they can't do. And that is they can't hold together. And actually, Sony's even worse at it. Right. <laughs> because what fox tries to do is they can they can actually hold a leading a leading character as we've seen from wolverine and logan and they can do a leading person yeah and they can actually do teams they just can't do timelines indeed okay sony has so much trouble holding a lead character for multiple movies which is what you want to do if you want to do franchise that's why they keep rebooting spider-man they keep rebooting because they can't keep him there after a couple ones exactly well because the story keeps falling apart so i'm gonna say fox's main rule to serve the story but now that they don't, yeah, I saw it. Once they, uh, um, once they gave up control of Spider-Man, yeah, but they kept control of all the side characters, which so is they important. Can go hog wild on all of this other stuff. Oh, absolutely, and not to worry about the MCU. Exactly, it's pretty brilliant. Exactly, because now they can say, okay, I want to do a cool story, and like the two things that they have in in line are Venom. Now the fact is, Venom's become an antihero, yeah, in modern comics, Indeed. right, in cartoons. They totally butchered him in Spider-Man 3 with Topher Grace. And I yeah. love Topher Grace. Topher Grace. Oh, me too. But you really can't get into the complexity, complexities of an alien symbiote using a human host right. as a side character. Doesn't make sense. So making him the main character, I think they're going to do better. Plus, they don't have the... I mean, it's not like I screwed up Spider-Man. It's <laughs> Venom. You know it's what I mean? Venom. It's a little bit different. Yeah. Which is why their other one is Black Cat and Silver Sable. Right. I think that's also brilliant. It's basically... That's why I think... You're going to start seeing DC have more success with their smaller. I mean, like, I, although I think Wonder Woman is actually going to be the, the movie that yeah, finally breaks through. I, I think that's finally going to be it. I, I think they're I actually going to do better with like the uh, Gotham City Sirens, those sort of things. I agree. Uh, I agree for the most part. I think there's a, a lot of feeling in the community, though, community in on the internet um, that have uh, some trepidation about um, a black. About city, uh, about the sirens movie, you know what I mean? Only because instead of doing a, what's a freaking name, Hammer, Chick Harley Quinn, Harley, instead of doing a Harley Quinn movie, I don't know why all of a sudden I have a brain fart. Um, instead of doing a Harley Quinn movie, they're doing it. Okay, let's put her, but let's put these other people with because her. there's less pressure on the character. No, and I think that's important. I think which I, is why they haven't done a Black Widow movie. Exactly. I think Margot Robbie could definitely pull off doing a Harley Quinn movie. Oh yeah, but as an as a way to step her out. I think it's much more, it's less pressure on the character to develop. That's why if, I think if they were to ever do a Black Widow movie, they can't, I mean, Captain Marvel is one that they absolutely have to do solo, yeah. right? The storyline demands that. Absolutely. I think what you could do with Black Widow is instead of doing it Black Widow, which I think they kind of eventually have to do um, just for feminist reasons, but do what they're doing with Ant-Man and Wasp. Yeah. And make it a Black Widow Hawkeye thing of whatever happened in Budapest. Or yeah, do the Budapest thing, or do uh, 
I don't know, a Black Widow Hulk movie. Exactly. And, and, and explore that right. relationship. And I'm also not saying level, that you know? Black Widow needs a male character to, to proper no, up. But, but what if you did, say, a Black Widow Captain Marvel or a Black Widow, you know, bring in two female characters. Indeed. I'm with you. All right. So let's uh, finish up with Marvel and then we'll get uh, conventions and get out. Yeah. We have Michael Pena says he's got a role in Ant-Man and the Wasp. You had to. He was the one that made the movie. Why would he not be in that movie? Exactly. Michael Payne is hilarious. Uh, he's great. Uh, so I'm glad that, uh, that the, they're doing that. Iron Fist. So I did not read any of these articles because I haven't seen Iron Fist yet. And, and my thing is there's a lot of flack right now out there about Iron Fist. And I'm not sure if it's, I, I, I think it's residual from, well, I'm imagining. It's residual from the whitewashing issue. It's funny. All the and various all the, other things. All but. the bad reviews crap we were getting happened before actual release. Right. Actually, since they've released, quality has not been an issue. Right. It's all back on the whitewashing. It's going back to the whitewashing. So uh apparently Stan Lee has a cameo, which is cool. I, I have oh. two articles in here. One is the good, bad, and the ugly um of Iron Fist. So that's a review. I think that might be from Nerdist. I can't remember where okay. I got that link from. Uh, no, and I, and I it, trust Nerdist. No, that one's comicbook.com. Okay. Um, but Nerdist put out something, a, a review as right, well. Right, yeah. Um, there's a ton of stuff out there about Iron Fist. We haven't watched it yet. Um, my, my goal is to kind of maybe binge it by myself. I'm not sure if the right. wife wants to watch it yet. Um, um, well, honestly, I still have to watch Luke Cage. So maybe spring break. Tell me you're going to watch Luke Cage again. I will. I'm going to watch it. Mm-hmm. Probably during spring break. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm joking. So uh, Stan Lee's got a cameo in Iron Fist, which is cool. And Defenders has wrapped filming, which Good. is also cool because that's coming out this fall. Yeah, uh, and I can't wait for Defenders. No. I don't. I don't. And honestly, Iron Fist had to happen now, right? And was going to happen now, no matter what, regardless of what you think of that. Like you had for, to have it before you get to Defenders. And honestly, man, what's funny is the wife and I watched what Daredevil season one and like half of season two together. I watched all of it. Right. Uh, sh- we watched part of Jessica Jones. She wasn't as into it as i was hoping she would be um so i finished it uh right. we both we watched luke cage together uh we haven't watched iron fist yet so either way all of this has to happen before you have defenders right. right okay and one thing i'm gonna say is actually they've really been focusing on the whitewashing of iron fist and everything and, and danny rand um i honestly don't know who the villain is right uh steve's or yeah bobo and chat says that um he's he's in iron fist five episodes in so oh awesome i yeah. like that thanks for that, thanks Steve. for the endorsement um but it's not daredevil's one of the reasons daredevil succeeded was because vincent d'onofrio was kingpin he was great brilliant jessica jones did really really well because david Tennant was purple man it was fantastic but i i personally i loved there was a, a couple parts of of and we've talked about this jessica jones i was just like you know it was a little I think towards the end, but it was overall, I just love the feel of that show. Yeah. I Jessica love- Jones, it was definitely gumshoe film noir. Oh, so good. But one thing that I, I, that I also think is that each series so far, their main character has had a very, if, if not necessarily a companion, I don't want to say companion, but a secondary character who is almost as popular as they are. So you have Electra in Daredevil. Yeah. Jessica Jones had two. Yeah, we have uh, uh, Hellcat. Um, Three, then. Patsy Walker. 
Yeah, but I'm thinking Jessica Jones had um, well, Luke Cage. Luke Cage right. was there, um, and then you also have the David Tennant. But right. Well, I'm not talking villains, and I'm not talking oh, other I main stars. Saying. I see what you're saying because okay. they're going to cross over and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking that secondary characters like Hellcat, Patsy Walker. I got you. Like Elektra mm-hmm. in uh, Missy Knight in Luke Cage. Oh yeah. I Misty Knight was wonderful. the thing is, is the, the the character that you most commonly associate with Iron Fist is Power Man. Yeah. Luke Cage. And you're not going to get that dynamic until you get to Defender. And if you're not going to see that, and I, and I, and I'm, and if we don't see that in Iron Fist, I get it, depending on where they go with the story. Again, we haven't seen it, but anytime I see though, anytime I see one or the other in a Deadpool comic, yeah, you're waiting they for eventually the end up together. Yeah, you're waiting for the other one. Yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, it's Iron Fist and Power Man. What's up, Deadpool? Uh, Go away, Deadpool, kind right. of thing. You know, exactly. it's, it's it's great. Anyway, and it's like when they rebooted the the comic series last year. What I loved is the first comic cover. It had Power Man with uh, somebody over his shoulder, yeah. and Iron Fist is dragging somebody <laughs> behind him, and it's just great. Um, but what I where I was going with this is that um, they have another name for the main villain in Defenders. It's Courtney Weaver. Right. So what right, I like is right, they're going right, back right. to there being a very big name being the villain. Cool. All right. So here we go. Last thing before we get to convention news, which will be super quick. Uh, apparently, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 has a runtime. And it is. And it is, according to an Australian site, the film will be 137 minutes. So that's so two hours and 17 minutes. And that length makes this, this Guardians film the fourth longest project from Marvel Studios. Uh, Captain America Civil War is the top with 146, Avengers 143, and Avengers Age Voltron 141. Yeah, well, it's the more convoluted stories. Yeah. Right, because... And they're all about character. Yeah, well, not only that, the more major characters you have, the more support staff you have in the production team. The more time you gotta spend. Exactly. Well, if you think about that, I mean, like, an Iron Man movie probably had, I'd say, seven or eight minutes of credits. Right. The other movies had probably close to 15 a lot i mean that adds another five or six or seven minutes of screen time right there indeed all right so although we don't have any official smod links smod co stuff um i wanted to throw out there that i've been checking csmod.com we're getting down to the point to where we have to start buying things for comic-con right we already bought our tickets right which we're leading up to for the last sex section here but i've been looking to make sure because i want to start planning our meetup right yeah but i want to make sure i want to see what what smith is doing exactly because right? we, we i mean we honestly have to do our meetup plan around what his schedule is well only because we always go to babylon we always we have to go to babylon if, hopefully if, they do batman Batman on batman again. i'm hoping um and last year they did um jay and Simon baba get old which i wouldn't mind seeing only because I, I I love Jamie's. So we'll see. Yeah, Jamie's we'll is great. And nice guy. We met him, what, twice? A couple times. Yeah. Because yeah. um, it's great. He actually comes out to the lines occasionally whenever yeah. he's there. Um, but, but they also did like, the yeah. they also did the uh, the premiere of Yoga Hosers. Indeed. He's right. not going to have anything ready for this time because obviously he's been working in the Berlantiverse. Yeah. Um, and he hasn't even started on Moose Jaws yet. So, um, so we know they won't have that. But I definitely am looking forward to going back to the Screen Junkies uh, thing. Yeah. And hope they do definitely that. going to the uh, the Nerdist um, Legendary Entertainment thing. I hope they do all. I hope they do the um, Screen Junkies thing again. Yeah, that was great. Well. Um, I will give really quick here, because is, we're talking about convention stuff, I want to give a quick shout out to my friend Claudia, yeah. who I met because she was the marketing director for your Geek and Sundry, got a promotion. She's really? now one of the marketing directors for Legendary. Oh, so she's her. moved up to the parent company. 
Good for and her. And she just got married. She actually got married right about the time Felicia gave birth. So, oh, congrats uh, to all of you. Congrats people. to Claudia. <laughs> Lots of great, great stuff happening in your world. No, that's and cool. check out her podcast. Her and her brother and her friend uh, do a podcast called uh, Tiny Table Three. Nice. Which we've talked about uh, a few months back. Yeah. So, a uh, couple Stan Lee related convention things. So, Stan Lee canceled a couple of um, appearances. Yeah. And of course, at the age of 94, first thoughts are. Well, it, and it was because of health. Right. And so he kind of, he came out and this actually posted last night, yesterday, I think. Um, and he basically said, over, over the last month, fans of Stan Lee have been keeping a close eye on comics on this icon. Um, and he says, been feeling almost back up to snuff. Lee wrote, so time to send out the battle cry, Excelsior, of course. And awesome. this was on, um, taking to Facebook. Uh, Lee gave, uh, much, all the fans an update. And he, he missed a couple of things. He canceled an appearance at Salt Lake City Comic Con, um, and a couple of other ones. And, and I'm hoping, and, and we all knew that he was going to stop doing conventions at some yeah, point. I mean, 94, he still, but the thing is, a flu at 94 can knock you on your ass. Right. And so he's almost back to health. Good. So I'm glad. Yeah. I really hope to see him again at, uh, hopefully it's Silicon Valley. Yeah. And I didn't want to lose Stanley. I, I don't oh, think God, I can no. handle that. That's it. gonna be a hard day in Geek. It's gonna be a hard day for us. Um, and it almost happened last year when I almost ran him over at Silicon Valley. Yeah, well, that's a different story for another day. <laughs> um, so, sh- oh, sorry. <laughs> what do you what do you got here? Okay, so short. I have an article in here, and I'm not gonna go through all this, but because there's a lot of legal stuff going on. Yeah. But short term rentals are. There's an article from STCC undercover unofficial blog, right? Which talks about uh, the viability, basically, of airbnbs and stuff right. like that as an alternative to what we're going to talk about in a minute getting a hotel downtown or outside of the convention in mission valley for example right. to go to by the san airport, diego yeah. comic-con right so there's a lot of legal stuff that goes along with the, the city's not stoked with it um right. you got to work around that and then what also happens uh, what they talk about in the article is people will be like oh this person has an airbnb in within you know walking distance of a comic-con shuttle and they're only charging you know 80 bucks a night i'll swoop on that and then what happens is they realize that holy crap i just put this up it's comic-con weekend i could pay i could charge four times that much yep and then they cancel your reservation last minute and then put it back up at an exorbitant amount and then you have that other yeah the two main things i have with this is they're not under the block agreement with uh, comic-con international so they don't have a cap on their rentals right on the other hand they also don't have to pay city and county uh hotel tax fees right which is why the county's upset right so there's a bunch of stuff going on here the article is actually pretty cool um and of course it's it it's tagline a viable alternative to hotel apocalypse which is what that website refers to as the time the open hotel the the crazy lottery <laughs> that comes along with trying to find a hotel for Comic-Con. Because if right. you think about it, um, and I'm going to open this up. Which cause... I think they're announcing for May 1st or 2nd this year. All right. So let's 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 get down to it. The main thing, last thing I want to talk about this week. San Diego Comic-Con early bird hotels are now open. Yeah. And this is where we got our hotels last year. Yeah, we stayed a days in last year. Yeah, we wait. We waited a couple weeks. You know, we're going to get paid um, our la- our next coaches thing here pretty soon. We'll probably swoop on one of these um, just to secure a yeah. a, a, a hotel. It, it definitely made next, last summer much less stressful. Indeed. 
So we pay for this stuff ahead of time. You can wait until the open hotel lottery. But again, there's a whole deal kind of like how they do all this other stuff. There's a list. You put your top six. You know, you may put up and, and you're going to end up paying more. There's there's a whole balance to this thing. Right. And because the main thing is you basically with the early bird stuff, you can get a hotel like Days Inn or Hilton that's outside of Mission Valley or the hotel. No the downtown uh, hotels are right, available. But there. they are all right next to shuttle locations and they're all in between, say, 170 and 240 dollars. And they're all and it's secured. You're yes. done now. We had a hiccup when we got to our hotel last year with right. the because they, we didn't get two beds. We didn't get two beds. There was a couple of things. Um, the other thing that I want to throw out there is, um, you can't get a refund. <laughs> yeah. So it's not like, it's not like we can say, okay, Marshall, you're going to put your name in for the early bird stuff. We'll secure that. And then I'll try for the open lottery. Right. Because we can't refund the $700 that we're going to be putting in for the hotel. So we would end up with two hotel rooms, which exactly. would make sense. So if you're going to do, look, here's the other thing. Um, and I want to put this out there because I know some folks who are listening to the audio version of this podcast are thinking about going to Comic Con. Get your member ID going. Um, and I've been saying this for a few weeks. If you're trying to go to open, get open registration, that's going to happen in the next couple of weeks. I have a feeling. Yeah. And so get your member ID and, and all that. And then think about what you want to do. If, and again, you can get a hotel. There's more hotels. And I love the statistic. It says, um, let me see if I can find it because there's like, you know, a hundred and this, there, it doesn't say it on this post, but there's just not enough rooms for everybody. No. Period. And it's a huge convention city, yeah. but there's still not enough rooms. I mean, it's not like it's in Vegas, which has like 4,000 hotel rooms. Right. So I think, actually, I think it's on the short term rental one. Um, yeah. So it says there are 19,500 or so rooms in the CCI block that they say, right. okay, we're going to block these rooms out. We're going to put it up on, um, it's called, uh, on peak. Yes. Is, is who they go through. And what's crazy is, that's compared with 130,000 attendees. Yeah. There's not enough room for everybody. No, and that's on, those are, that's like the amount that are trying for, because there's way more than that. Going. Way, way more. So think about it. If this is your first year, uh, from experience, I'll tell you what, if, if you're trying to go for open reg or you're going to try to go down anyway, just to try to, right. Like I've gone a couple it. times without tickets and you don't need badges to go down there. There's a ton of stuff to do outside of the convention, right. which we've talked about. Although don't get me wrong. It is really nice to have the air conditioning. It's nice to go in the air conditioning. Um, but all of that aside, uh, the early bird is kind of the way to go. I think. Yeah. Just because it secures. I mean, unless you are, stress. unless you're a name yeah. like Kevin Smith and you can go stay at the Omni every well, year. Sure. Yeah. And they block off rooms for the celebrities yeah. and all that stuff. But the uh, the bottom line, too, is I just don't want to think about it. I, I don't want to stress about not getting hotel in you know, on the on, you know, right. during that moment. So, oh, absolutely. It's just it's so much uh, less stressful. Yeah. So there we are. Are we done? Uh, I think we're done. Nothing else from chat? No, nothing from chat. Kick ass. So thanks for tuning in to the usual podcast. If you have comments or questions, you can find us at usualpodcast.com. Email us at the usual podcast at gmail.com. And we're on Facebook, Google Plus, Pinterest, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitch. Uh, I am Darth Pops on Twitter. Will is at I'm Will Griggs. iTunes, Stitch Radio, Google Play. Find us on there. Like us, love us, and all that. Thanks to all our patrons. Patreon.com slash usual podcast. If you want to help us out, give us a buck or two an episode. Help us get to Comic-Con again. Everything helps pay our server fees, all that kind of stuff. 
But anything extra goes towards the things we do. So we appreciate that. And you get exclusives like trailer time. We're adding stuff slowly. Um, we're trying to add stuff to benefit, uh, people who give, literally give us money to do what we do. Um, we are not profiting from this, by no. the way. <laughs> not even, not even close. In fact, I don't think I'm, I, uh, you don't know how much we spend yeah, on. I'm not, I'm not doing math well, but uh, it's not great. No. But it, 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 you know, I mean, even the little it. things, it helps us out with. Parking at the airport when we go, or exactly. and actually, you know, the the more stuff we can get at Comic Con, we we always give away a whole bunch of stuff after Comic Con. Oh, absolutely, and and we'll have a we'll have a thing for probably we'll give a bunch of stuff to our patrons when we get back and stuff like that. Absolutely. So, now's the time. A buck or two an episode. Uh, Patreon dot com slash usual podcast and audibletrial.com dot com slash usual podcast. That's if you join there, you get a free audio book. We get 15 bucks, you get an audiobook, and I would go with something like Game of Thrones, Sanderson, something big and beefy. Maybe the new uh, Thrawn or Inferno Squad? Thrawn novel comes out soon, Inferno Squad, all that kind of stuff. So if you're into Star Wars stuff, you want to catch up on The Old Republic, you know, Revan, Deceived, all that stuff. is. I'm going to recommend the new books. Steve Barry book, which I think comes out in May. Cool. So, uh, yeah. So there we and go. I will uh, please say tell all your friends and your guildmates to come and check out Trailer Time. Yeah, by watching us live on Twitch or uh, becoming a patron and getting it anytime they want. Indeed. And next week we're playing the exact same course as we did this week, so I'll be coming in on the wire. I might say we're going to go on at eight thirty next week, just so I don't have to stress. But we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Luckily, all my meets are on for Wednesday, so I don't have Thursdays to worry about. Indeed. All right. Um, well, are we done? Are we done talking and looking at each other and being weird? I can never stop looking at you. Indeed. 18 years of friendship, bro. I know, right? Can we close this out before it gets weird? Um, well, you gotta tell them to what? Well, you're telling them something, then I'm gonna out. I'm gonna do it. No, you, you tell them. Well, look, just have a good week and we'll see you and stuff. And are you doing it right? Doing it wrong? What am I supposed to say? Just have a fun. No, you say have a fun. You say have a fun. You always say have a fun. Do you realize that? Do I? I have edited this show. So many times I'm waiting for you to say it so I can close it out. All right, everybody, have a fun. Oh my god! And then I say something like, "Oh, if you're, you're not, not having, having a fun, you're not doing it right." Well, and then I say, "Peace." Yeah, yeah, you blew it. So I'm editing this. Whatever. So. <laughs> I totally realized that I tilted down my laptop and people were looking at my belly. Well, we ruined the end of the show. So have a fun, have a week. We'll see you all. I butchered it. Night. <laughs> we'll, we'll see you all next week. You blew it. How is it I didn't realize? I don't know. We've only done it that way for like a year and a half. 30 something shows.